Episode 157, Hella Bass, Bass Fishing Podcast. We talk recap, I guess, winners, losers, what we like, what we don't like, punch fishing joins. We have some good discussions on gear, tackle, rods, reels, and all kinds of stuff. I think you'll enjoy this episode. This week, the Hella Bass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. Crazy in here. Yeah, I have... What's up, everybody? HELLABASS slash Punch Fishing Live tonight. The iCast review show. Your mic's a little hot, by the way. A little hot. Let's, uh, is that any better? Yeah. Keep, keep talking. I'll tell you. All right. How was that? That's a little Let's better. Down. A little staticky because right. you're a little, little high volume. It was a little weird last week and I was playing around with it. So hopefully it's still a little hot, but it's better than it was. I don't know. How's mine sound? How's it sound for the, the viewers? Like I care less if it sounds loud to you. Fair enough. Where's that? Where's Brian to tell me how I sound and look? Jason says perfect. Oh, twinsies. We will definitely talk about the iCast winners and losers and what we thought. And I uh, invited Brian on Punch Fishing because we don't always agree. And sometimes it's good to have opposing opinions. And so uh, I thought it'd be more interesting since I did kind of my preview. Um, now that we see who some of the winners are, um, you know, the the winners of like who got the awards. Um, and also more stuff has, you know, been shown uh, now that uh, the show has actually happened. There was a lot of stuff that wasn't in that initial preview. But first of all, let's. How was did you did you catch any tonight? Uh, yeah. So I I went out with the sole purpose of getting some footage. Like I just wanted some clips. Like if I could catch a couple fish and get it, because I'm I'm doing I'm gonna be doing two rod reviews, and I didn't I looked through some of my footage and it kind of sucks. So I'm like maybe I can get some better stuff. So I I accomplished. I caught one decent fish on one of the rods that I wanted to get a shot of, and I had it recording. So hopefully that's good. And then I was. I was trying to get a bite on the other rod when lightning started rolling in and uh, I bugged out of there. So, no, not great. Only caught a couple. But I did, I checked off one of my to dos. There you go. Big time content creator now. Got all this pressure. And... Well, yeah, you know, got to have at least some kind of clip of like, catching a fish on my channel once in a while. What are you eating? I got a little ice cream. What, 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 um, what flavor? It's like a black cherry chocolate chunk, I think. Oh, what brand? Uh, what is it? It's like something. They keep running deals on Cub. It's like something stone or I don't remember. It's pretty it's not like, like not a fancy thing like Hagen Dazs or something or. Mm-mm. It. but it's pretty good so you're, in, you're in an ice cream mood tonight i love it 
Catfish with fried pickles. That actually sounds pretty good. I've actually been catching a fair amount of walleyes, and I keep chucking them back, and I'm kind of wishing I wouldn't have. Fried pickles are amazing. I Costco Costco sells frozen fried pickles like in a big box, and I'm like I throw them in the um, I throw them in the air fryer, and then have a some spicy ranch to dip them in. That's like one of my yeah. favorite snacks nowadays. We also had some tackle that just showed up today, so we can Ooh. talk about that. You're gonna do an unboxing? All right. How best live is presented by Arsenal Fishing and boosted by Powerhouse Lithium. So, thank thank those that uh, support the show. Actually, to technically punch fishing is also <laughs> presented by Arsenal and boosted by Powerhouse tonight. <laughs> Works for me. I don't I don't have a single lithium on my boat. So if, if Powerhouse wants to hook me up, I'm I'm more than willing. When Gibo was streaming tonight, as I was coming on here, a little surprise stream from him. Oh yeah. Nice. Talking to Thunderhawk Lugers. Oh, I did see him post that. I'm drinking some Arctic lager. I Einstock? I don't know. Someone gave this to me and it's I have some Kraken and Diet Coke. Uh, Diet Coke. <laughs> oh, you got you be careful there. <laughs> You're gonna get demonetized if you use words like that. Let's see a couple things here. So let's see. Uh so Tyler says should be renamed this year's bfs showcase i didn't was there that much bfs stuff uh i guess there's a lot of bfs rods shimano brought over their bfs aldebaran <laughs> from japan there's a lot I of micro see... lures i guess could be yeah i didn't see a ton of stuff about bfs baits but there definitely was probably more beer bfs this year than any other time but even it, i don't even think it was still that much but then again i don't really pay attention that much to bfs because i think it's stupid I agree. I'm a BFS hater. I love spinning tackle. I like I like I like light line on spinning tackle. So I have zero reason to buy a bunch of bait finesse crap. I don't know that I'm a hater, but I just have no interest. Like that's a good way to put it. Well, I'm I'm to the point where I'm a hater now because I'm tired of hearing about it. Mm -hmm. When will I start fishing BFS? When they stop making spinning reels. Facts. Facts, facts. So have you officially uh, stopped getting the uh, bento box? I did. I Ooh. am no longer a bento subscriber. I told Ben, I, 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 you just don't renew. So like, they send you an invite every month to like renew your subscription, and then if you're if you don't want to do it, you just don't pay. Hmm. So, then, like, if you don't click accept, it doesn't actually come. Well, they send you an invoice, and you pay the invoice. And then if you okay. pay the invoice, they ship that you get shipped the box like when they ship them. So they basically give you until the, when they the weekend or whenever they decide to ship the boxes to fulfill your invoice. So you can you can get it in your email and kind of sit on it for a week or two. But when Ben starts posting like, hey, the bento boxes are going out, then it's probably like a nudge nudge. You better pay your invoice if you actually want. Sure. Um, but they, he manages people through Spotify. Spotify. I don't know if you know behind the scenes on Spotify, but they have like a subscription feature so like you can actually go and see the status of your subscription if it's like valid or not sure anyway but yeah no i quit it sucks well no it doesn't i'm getting 100 bucks back a month so it doesn't suck in that way but ooh, i'll answer that so they brought out the new corrado we're gonna jump right into this i love it so Shimano brought out the new Corrado, 
um, which means a new Corrado DC is imminent. So when that comes sure. out, it's who knows. You got to remember, what do Corrado DCs need? Electronic components, like extra components. And what is hard to get out of China right now? Electronics components. So I'm assuming you got to remember when Shimano releases something, they have to make a lot of it because they have to supply the Bass Pros, the Academies. But they have a lot of big box accounts. And so they don't typically put stuff out until they can get it crates full out to these big box stores. Um, so I, I will say that the Corrado DC is absolutely coming. I probably wouldn't think probably till next summer. Like, I don't think Classic, it's maybe classic would be the earliest probably. Right. I wouldn't even be surprised if it doesn't come out the classic, they might tease it. See, the thing is like the Shimano does this thing where they tease something and then you can't actually buy the damn thing for like six to eight months. Like they do this all the time. Right. So, um, yeah, there is a DC it's going to come. Now the conquest is a different story because if you, if you haven't paid attention, cause you probably haven't shopped for conquest, but basically a lot of shops had them, they sold them or got rid of them or whatever. And they haven't had any restocks cause Shimano's not restocking anybody right now. So basically the conquest rod line is being like quietly discontinued. It's not like officially discontinued, but nobody's getting any more. If you go to tackle warehouse's website for the conquest, it basically says there's no restocks coming. Like it says, it's just not, the restock date. They have a thing where it says like restock date, not happening kind of a thing. So the conquest is being retired. And I have heard from some dealers that they've already been like teased or shown what the next generation conquest is, is going to be like people have seen it. Um, but when those things are actually going to be available, probably next year. So yeah, conquest, conquest reboot is coming from Loomis Shimano, but there's no dates. I had some of my some of my moles at ICAST. I told them to go and ask the Shimano people when if there's an ETN conquest, and none of them would say. <laughs> so they're they're being very tight lipped about it. Feeble <clears throat> says uh, you stood him up. I think you or me. I didn't stand anybody up. You. <clears throat> I don't know. I didn't get an invite. He had he already had a guest tonight. Maybe were you watching his stream and then you left him? Maybe that's what it was. Debo, we need clarification. When do you choose a yum dinger over a Senko? I like a yum dinger when I'm fishing them weighted. Hmm. So like uh, if I'm fishing them on a jig worm or like a weighted wacky or a Nico or something like that. I like, I'm more apt to use a Senko if I'm truly fishing at weightless. I will use a Yum Dinger when they are on sale and you can buy a whole bunch of them really cheap. Also, I probably really don't throw Senkos not in a tournament situation. So anytime I'm fun fishing, um, probably uh, he's talking about last Saturday that you stood him up, I guess. <clears throat> oh, yeah. No, I actually was out fishing last Saturday. He stood me up last week, too, if that makes you feel better, Debo. So. Dude, I did so much fishing last weekend. I fished. So long story short, I had a bachelor weekend last weekend. My wife, my kids, they were not where I was. I had basically my camper in Wisconsin to myself Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And hmm. I fished all day, every day, all three days. So I was literally on the water for nine, ten hours the whole weekend, every day. It was great. But you know, yum dingers uh, are great. You can get them so freaking cheap sometimes. Like when they sell the bulk packs on sale, like that's a lot of stick worms for like 
way a fraction of the price of Senkos, right? Right. Bill, we appreciate you and everybody that uses our both of our codes as well. So I think a lot of people are in a habit of using our both of our codes every month. <laughs> yeah, they just got like uh they like they go, I use punches early and held asses late or vice versa, right? Like Yeah, I know. I get people who I, I get messages or people are like, Yeah, I use both your guys' codes. I, anyone know another code? <laughs> Is there a third code I can use? Because I've already ran through you guys' codes. Uh, it's on my list. I haven't reached out to Gary. I have nothing scheduled. But yeah, it, it'll be good to have him back on one of these days. Oh, so I've been using my ecstasy like a lot this year. Um, and I'm going to do a video on it very soon. Well, like, I, the... I mean, you're going to do a full review, but like. Oh, no. Okay. So I'll just say it. It's awesome. I really do like it. Um, so I have the 754. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have the 754 and it's become a very favorite Texas rig rod for like quarter ounce or under. So like quarter ounce or under like lighter Texas rigs where I want the bait to just kind of real slow fall, sit on the grass. I'm not trying to like get through the grass. Right. Or even just like up shallow. That's, that's where I really like it. <laughs> the gopher guy. Did catch any Matthew? Nice South Jersey. He, I was talking to him today actually on on uh, IG DMs. He's a cool guy. But uh, no, Gert. So what's funny is I like the ecstasy better than my some of my seven foot five NRX rods because it's way more balanced and it's as crisp. Um, it's still super like a super fast like an NRX. Um, pretty damn sensitive. It's got the Torzite guides, which is nice. Um, and I like the full cork handle for a longer rod. Like for a 7.5, sure. having that full cork is actually, I really like it. Like I've, I've kind of grown to appreciate it. Because like when it's on your arm, you can like feel that all that cork like sitting on you. It's kind of nice. Well, Gators, if you need help, slide into my DMs. I probably could help you point you in the right direction if there's a certain rod you're looking for. <clears throat> Um, so do you have the 754? You have the 755. 755. Yeah, see, I want one power lighter on purpose because I have so many rods that are in that kind of power range of five. So I want I actually wanted something a little lighter because that's what I don't have. And I really like it. Let's let's answer Debo's question because we know he's not going to last long and he's going to be going to bed soon. Um, we'll get, I got a bunch of other questions starred too. So I'll, I'll, I, I'm watching them. We'll, we'll get them answered. So do you, do you have a favorite item? A single favorite item? Um, the thing I'm going to buy first is definitely the Stratic FM. To me, there's there's two significant, well, three. There's three significant real releases that a lot of people aren't talking about because it's more fun to talk about all the drama. <laughs> like the iCast drama is way more entertaining, but the most significant rod or reel to drop is definitely the Stratic FM. Uh, I want to buy one of those as soon as they come out. So that, that, that would be mine. Like if the, of all the iCast stuff, if I could buy something right now, I'd, I'd want a Stratic FM like tomorrow. Yeah. That's hard. One single thing. Probably the thing that comes out, the, the one I want to get my hands on and look at and fish and that I will almost certainly buy is the new $10 Z-Man Evo Chatterbait. Oh, so that, okay. I was watching a stream with, 
Bateman the other night, and they were talking about that thing. So that is essentially a non-collab with Evergreen. So it's 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 like a, it's like a close to a Jackhammer clone that Z-Man is making that they're not licensing. So it's theirs. Is that right? It seems like it. I don't know that it's like it's a custom hook. So I don't think it's the same hook. <clears throat> so I'm guessing it's a it's a five. I'm it's not a good hook. But I think the, the Evergreen uses a Gamagatsu, like a branded Gamagatsu hook, I think. Whereas right. this one probably is like a BKK hook, which pro- could, probably is a really good hook, but it's probably less expensive. Right. Um, <clears throat> they've made a slight different modification to the, instead of a double barb wire keeper, it's a combination molded lead and wire. Double keeper, right? Um, Got like two yeah. things on it instead of one. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I think they've, Saved a little money on the hook. They're saving money by not splitting profits with Evergreen. Mm-hmm. But I think you're getting pretty close to everything a jackhammer has for six, seven, eight dollars less. Right. Yeah. Look, and then they they made some of the blades are kind of glittery, and they added some crazy mm-hmm. shit to the blades. Um, yeah. I don't know. Looks cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a chatterbait. It's from Z Man. It's, it's not exciting, but like, if you can get. I mean, so when you're using our codes at Omnia, you'll be buying potentially a very high quality chatterbait for eight fifty. Yeah, that's a great which point. Which is literally half price of a jackhammer. Very so true. I think I I don't know. It kind of feels like Evergreen and Z Man are kind of parting ways on a business. Like I don't know. I'm not know. Like well, the you play couldn't... as much. Okay. Super discount, and I don't know. I, I think. Well, I don't know if they're officially getting out of business with each other, but also I think the Chatterbait patent is coming up, so this might be just a play, also just to get down to a more value based where they can like just secure the market and then make it. You know, like if everybody's buying a jackhammer for fifteen, eighteen dollars, and the patent expires. And Ma, Joe, Ma, and Pa, and Berkeley, and Rapala, everybody can come in and try to compete, right? If they can sell a $10 chatterbait, they can get market. But if Z-Man already drops down to $10, there ain't a lot of meat on that bone and temptation for people to go try other people's chatterbaits. That could be part of it as well. So <laughs> there's a utility patent from what I understand. And utility pat- patents have like a 20-year shelf life in the U.S., so I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Maybe Z-Man is like ready. It's got to be close. I mean, the Chatterbait's been out for a while. Right. And I think they started working with Evergreen in like 2004-ish, something like that. So, yeah, I'm assuming that they're just preparing their business so that they don't have to work with Evergreen at some point. I don't know. Maybe they're testing the market too. Maybe they're like, hey, will people buy these and see how it goes? But yeah, that's a that's a good answer. What about chat? What are your, what are what are things you guys are? Excited? Man, we are. I like went to start a few things, and all of a sudden I'm 65 messages behind. How many people? Oh man, we're up to almost 200. Holy shnikes! Oh wow, yeah, we had 131 on your channel. Very cool. Oh look who's here! Oh, that's my son Cole. Hi Cole. <laughs> Who is that bald? So my son Cole endlessly trolls me about being bald it's his favorite joke he's 11 years old and he's been making bald jokes for years and he is relentless 
We will touch on awards. I think it may have. Um, I I really haven't looked through all the awards. I just saw all the people react. I got them. Uh, I got them pulled up here. We'll look at them a little bit. Do I sound funny again, Travis? I don't you know. You sound like, a little hot. A little a little distortion. I don't know what's going on. Do you have a gain on your microphone that you can? I did turn it down a little bit again. Yeah, it's a little little stale. Uh, I think I'm supposed to go out to dinner because I'm fishing a two day. I'm fishing a tournament tomorrow on Saturday. I think I'm supposed to go out to dinner. So this weekend's probably not the best for me, Devo. But later on in July, I probably my wife won't be so irritated. So yeah, I'll clip something up, dude. He 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 streams on Saturdays, and Saturdays are my like. I try to get out fishing Saturday nights usually. Less I think tricky. what happened is I took this mic in my backpack to Big Stone, and I think Knocked it I might have bit. tweaked it a little bit too much. I think that's I'm gonna probably have to grab a new mic. <clears throat> I'll have to do some sound tests like off of Streamyard and see what's going on. Yeah, record yourself, see what happens. I just yeah, trimmed it. Bill, come on. <laughs> oh man, I'm in I'm in my early 40s and I definitely have a trimmer for like all the different things. Like my wife bought me a trimmer like three, four years ago, and I and I use it all the time. <laughs> okay, hell, Sean says I'm still louder, so I'll turn it down a little more. I can turn mine. Up. I, I I was trying to keep my mic away from myself a little bit. I got I got a Yeti blue. Yeah, this has been a good mic for me for two years. I just think I it probably didn't travel well. <clears throat> yeah, so you, I, I saw you went on your big stone road trip with uh, Tackle Craft and a couple. It was one other guy too, like is a threesome or what? Yeah, AJ from Horseshoe Customs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. How was how was that like overall, like fishing wise? Pretty good. We didn't. It wasn't like crazy, but it was. Uh, he had a good time. Um, awesome man. Yeah, he got a twenty-five and a half inch, almost seven-pound walleye on one of his uh, on a big okay. M custom painted crankbait that he painted. So, like, that probably was pretty cool. That's pretty sick. Yeah, dude, big walleyes. Are, I like catching walleyes. People, a lot of bass guys around here say like, "Oh, they're gravel lizards," and kind of talk them down. But I think they're fun to fish for. They're aggressive. I've man. actually, in the last month, I've probably caught more walleyes than I have in a long time. Almost all of them on crankbaits. Oh yeah, you're fishing moving baits around grass lines, I'm guessing, and that's where walleyes eat. No, actually, like rocks, shallow rocks, like especially oh. on the river this past weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. a lot of walleyes on a little little John fifty. I will tell you, I have had way more fun walleye fishing now that I have forward facing forward facing sonar, and I kind of know how to use it. So I will, I'll be looking for smallmouth in Wisconsin, and I'll just be like, I'll be like a, I'll be like a a dog who sees something like, Whoa, walleyes. Like I'll be going around and I'll just see a walleye school. And then I'll just be like, okay, we're going to chase those. And then, uh, I like, will put down all my smallmouth stuff and grab some walleye tackle and like chase them for 20, 30 minutes. See if I can give them the bite. I'm easily distracted by walleye schools on forward facing sonar. Now I've made, uh, bill. I'll, I'm going to bring him home and he'll clean them. I don't, I always catch and release. I very rarely keep them just cause it's work. And like when I get back from fishing, the last thing I want to do is like clean a bunch of walleyes. I'm lazy. Let's let's try to uh, 
rapid fire through some of these questions and then yeah, try to get to the winners yeah, of the cast here. I, I did not see the inflatable motorized donut. What? I don't know. Inflatable motorized donut? Kayak, is a, small boat. That's got to be like a watercraft, right? Yeah. Uh, casting has come out with this reel that's yeah, electronic with an app and it counts your casts and distance you've reeled and... It's not just a DC, like it actually has an app and it tells you like how many casts you've made and how much line you've reeled in and I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it. But I, I mean it's like a Peloton reel. Peloton reel. That's good. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I looked at the schematics and I kind of looked at the press release for it and I saw that it was over three hundred dollars. So I'm like, okay. I don't know who's uh I don't know who the market is for this because people are buying three hundred something dollar reels. I don't think they're buying caskings. I think they're buying bantams and zillions and you know what I mean. Like, I mean, there, there's probably the market of the, the the person that likes gadgets. That's kind of a fringe fisherman, and they just like gadgetry. I guess. I guess I don't know. I'll, I'll wait till someone buys one and makes some stuff about it on YouTube, and I'll watch the videos. I don't. Know. I, I'd like to see someone else play with it and buy it. I, it seems like it's right in your wheelhouse. This for your channel, to be honest. So Mega Bass basically does nothing at iCast. Um, they don't. So Mega Bass is weird because, like, from what I know, I don't have any inside. Whatever, this is just my observations. But like, the Mega Bass rep or reps just literally walk around iCast and have like baits in their bag, and they just show people. Like, they don't have a big booth. They don't make a big deal out of it. Uh, Mega Bass's US staff is small. I think less than ten people work for Mega Bass USA. So like, they don't have. They don't care. Like Megabass doesn't care about showing off to the U.S. market. All they really care about is making sure their supplies get out to the stores. Like that's their whole job is just making sure. So they also have passes day. that connect with that casting reel. Yeah. <laughs> Does the app actually connect to the glass glasses? Like, are they actually? I think so. like, you Bluetooth paired or something? But anyway, um, you know, Megabass did not really like announce anything at iCast. That from what I know, they do have a bunch of new baits this year and a bunch of new stuff, but it was not like. They don't give a shit about iCast. It's not their thing. Justin Jr., I like Big Game Model. I've actually been using it a lot more lately. I've actually been using it for chatterbaits. I've been mm. using it for most of my shallow cranking. I've actually been using it for jerk baits. Like, wow. actually, most of my moving baits, I've switched back to Big Game Mono instead of Floral. Interesting. I haven't bought Big Game Mono in. I can't remember last time I bought it. That's how long it's been. And we can get, I used to get it at Walmart. I remember back in the day, I used to, I used to be like the line I'd use, like big game, 15 pound mono was like the, the Texas rig line that I'd use. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks for visiting Debo. Have a good night. We'll see you guys around and make sure you guys tune in Saturday night for Debo stream. He usually goes live around seven 30, eight o'clock on Saturday nights. That's awesome. Debo rocks. Uh, Let's see. So. Yeah, I got more. Is there more questions? I'm never going to catch up on the J. And we're just going to. So I'm going to run a quick spot here from another partner, and then we're going to get into the best of show winners. Are you ready to reel in your next home purchase? Ooh, I got one of those. Supreme Lending's Dream Team can help guide you through the entire mortgage process from pre qualification to closing. We have a wide variety of home loan programs in our tackle box, including down payment assistance and first-time homebuyer options. You can ask Hellabass. He trusted us to help finance his home. Contact the Dream Team today by searching Supreme Lending Dream Team or click the link below in the description or scan the QR code on your screen.
I like about that spot, a couple of things. Number one, it opens with a Steez AGS rod, so that's awesome. Number two, I like that you have more non-endemic sponsors than fishing most fishing leagues. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's a bass dude. I don't know if you've ever met Aaron Vegas, but he's he's a bass guy, no. so he, he definitely helps a lot of guys get houses and cabins and stuff that are bass fishing. So that's if anybody's so cool. in the market and you're looking, give Aaron a call, give him a shot, listen to what he has. BMP Fishing says that Megabass has big things in the works. Is that the actual Brandon Polnick? Or is it one of his Could social be. media guys? I don't know. Uh, social dudes that no accounts. It's not. Okay. <laughs> it's not his actual channel. I just went to visit the channel and it's so, For a second there, I was like, it's whoa, not, you got Paul Nick It's not the official BMP fishing channel commenting. I can tell you that. Got it. Okay. It's a it's a troll account, fake account, fan account. Who knows? Big Bass always has stuff in the works. You could say that literally any time of the year, any year. Like what X company has something big in the works. They all say that. See, even Bill got his loan through Aaron Vegas. Nice. That's awesome, man. So let's uh let's look at the uh I got some. We'll follow up. I see some gear questions. Uh, we'll get some of that that we can get uh, Brian's opinion on that stuff. But I want to want to touch on some of the beer number two winners, like winners, people at least won the awards. Quick. Uh, um, yes. Someone said, "Is the crowd okay going away?" Yes, it's discontinued. Crowd okay is dead. Okay. Right. So. Powerful move, one motorized boating accessory. That's probably not a surprise. Although, I guess, I don't know. <clears throat> so, I guess maybe Minkota would have got it. Did they, I guess the quest would have been submitted. So, it probably came down to the quest and the powerful move. Yeah, that's interesting. Because, yeah, Minkota went nuts on their displays for all the new, like all the new trolling motors with the brushless motors. Did you see their display? They had a bunch of water tanks and, like, sure. you could sit and play with every single one of them. And then they had KVD just like hanging out in their booth all day long. So like Minkota went all in on iCast. That's the year. classic PowerPole had several tanks set up with PowerPole moves and people were in line yeah. to uh, play with those things. But yeah, I, I get it. I mean, PowerPole, this this move has been rumored for how long? Like how long have you been hearing about this trolling motor? I'd say at least five to six years. Like Oh, for sure. Like this has been like in works forever. A lot of people like were calling it like vaporware. Like I was like, oh yeah, they're never. It's never coming out. Oh, I wouldn't say how cheap is the powerful move. It's yeah. five grand, so I five wouldn't five. use the word cheap. How expensive is the powerful move? I don't even know, the new Minkotas I think are coming out at like thirty five hundred to forty five hundred. The new Quest Altrexes. I think the new Quest Altrex only got a price bump of like. 200 bucks like it wasn't they it did get a price bump but it wasn't giant. well there's the there's different models i think it's more than that but i could be wrong yeah i kind of looked it up it, it wasn't it wasn't like a major jump it was a couple hundred bucks so best freshwater reel is uh your stratic so the stratic is important because the stratic is a reel that sells and everybody uses all over the world right like we as bass fishermen go oh yeah stratic's cool but like 
the Stratic is a reel that sells in Australia, sells in Japan, sells in South America, sells up in Canada. It's just, it's a universal global reel. Like people buy the crap out of these things everywhere and they work in all conditions. They're built to be tanks. You can't kill a dang Stratic. I've had so many Stratic spinning reels that I have been very hard on and they just work. Like they're just, it, it's the Toyota of spinning reels. You know what I mean? Like just reliable, can take it anywhere low drama it's just a, a badass reel so anytime new stratic comes out it's always going to be significant because what's cool rich is the there's tech in this stratic that the vanford doesn't have and the stratic is cheaper so this some mm -hmm. of the tech that's in the new stella has already made its way down into this reel and skipped to the vanford so theoretically this is more tech and more um has more features than the vanford and is like 20 30 bucks cheaper so if you're going to go buy a brand new spinning reel next year it, this is going to be a pretty compelling buy over a vanford unless you're only concerned with weight then the only thing vanford's going to beat the straticon is it's lighter because it's the it's or lightweight you can get the current stratic when they blow them out and get an, a group also very great reel for a really good price yes the stratic fk i have a couple of them and they're awesome so hate the color so okay one thing is about the color. The color in this picture is not what it looks like in real life. The, the, like, I don't know who took these photos for the, the product photos for this, but when you see people holding the new Stratic, it looks just like every other Stratic. It's just flat silver with some shiny silver. It does not look as two-tone as it does in this photo. They should have redone these pictures because these press photos are terrible of this reel. I will say the the video ads on Wired to Fish are more relentless than the video or the ads on my channel. All the pop-ups on top of pop-ups. <laughs> uh, so St. Croix Mojo Trigon. Which is terrible, man. I think you commented earlier that you thought that there was some adventure in styling. It took some chances with the styling of this. I got a lot of I thoughts like on this, this one. This, I feel like, is this just not going to catch on your sun shirt constantly? I don't know, man. So there's a couple of things going on here. So number one, the, a new product guy took over at St. Croix a, a couple of years ago named Ryan Teach. And Ryan has been trying to like make St. Croix rods and reels have better fit and finish and be a little more less like your grandpa's reel. Because if you notice, like since Ryan took over, he, he did the victory line, which is a little more traditional. And then they went to the Legend Tournament Bass where they added in some flourishes, like a metal lock nut that's machined. And they made it a little more like premium looking and then this is their new product and this is definitely trying to appeal to younger anglers like this is because the mojo is supposed to be like a price point rod like a sub 200 rod even though now these things are going to be over 200 dollars uh in some models from what i understand so like they're trying to be a little more hip and cool i don't know why they called it a trigon does anyone know what the word trigon is i know it's a superhero it's like a character like i want to know what what names beat or did Trigon beat out? Like if this is the best name they came up with, they must've had some really terrible names up against it. <laughs> I would have never called a rod line Trigon. It sounds like a, it sounds like a discount transformer. Or well, like, it's like they tagged it on. They didn't get rid of Mojo Bass. So it's just no. like. You just call it the Mojo Bass. It's the new Mojo. Why is it a Mojo Trigon? Is this, is this the third edition of the Mojo Bass? Like Tri third edition? I don't know. I don't know. It's stupid. But also they went with the micro trigger. So I don't know. You can't tell in this picture, 
but they went with one of those little teeny, like kind of like a, maybe a Japanese rod influence, like a smaller trigger on the casting rod. And some people who held it at iCast said they did not like the grip. It was like too smallish in your hand. So that's going to be a personal preference thing. Um, but I don't know, man, I, I'll be very interested to see how well these do. Cause the, the, I don't know if you know this rich, but like the thing about the mojos in the past is they're made in Mexico. So St. Croix makes all of their stuff from the mojo up like higher than the price point in mojo. They make it in Wisconsin and then mojo and lower are are Mexico. And so these were always a slightly cheaper, had slightly worse warranties than like the higher end stuff in St. Croix. And um, yeah, so these things got a price bump, a slightly more dramatic design. Like I think the spinning rod handle is super weird. What do you think? Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan. And uh, I, I just I look at this and I feel like this is catching on my shirt constantly throughout the day. <clears throat> and I would say the chat's not really for the most part, I'm bored with this, so we'll keep moving. Put a poll up. Would you buy a new St. Croix Mojo at, I th what's the retail? I think it's, their, they were saying like two. I mean, I, I wouldn't have bought the old one. I wouldn't have bought the new one. I don't really buy any rods that aren't Dobbins, so I guess this is my opinion is really null and void. So I suppose. <laughs> St. Croix is your, St. Croix is a bunch of old dudes trying to figure out how to sell stuff to young dudes. And this is what they come up with. They need to just hire some young dudes. I don't understand why St. Croix doesn't have some like young people come in and help them design stuff because it's, it's like, it's like older people trying to make stuff cool for younger people, but they don't really understand what younger people want. That's, that's to me what that Mojo stuff screams. So the Nessie wins best soft bait, which, okay. There's a, a something flag lure flag. There's a swim bait uh, out there that this is, probably yeah, based a, on this is a cut and paste from a uh, another japanese uh, which is like a but that bait's like 50 bucks right for a soft swim bait right so berkeley did the same thing that they did with um the ghillie flag 170 right so they did they did the same thing with the ghillie where they just took the jdm design cut and paste make it cheaper and then and then go home with an icast award so yeah, and they're gonna sell a pile of them because well, most well the flag I'm sure you can only get at what like the hookup and a few JDM no, on shops. Tackle Warehouse. You can go on Tackle Warehouse. Oh, yep. So the flag okay. the flag is on TW. But most the masses are not gonna spend whatever 50, 70 bucks or whatever it is for the flag. So and this thing's gonna retail for like 10 to 15 bucks. So the big design change that Berkeley did is they added a like um, the tail is different. So the tail on the flag is all plastic, and this one is like the hair, horse hair. You know what I'm talking about? It's like it's yep. like a different brush. material on a brush. Yeah, it's like it's a brush tail, and versus a, a plastic tail on the flag. That's the big design change that Berkeley decided to do. Other than that, if you put them next to each other. They are literally at, Ben. Ben at the hookup tackle had a flag, and he grabbed the Berkeley one and put them side by side and posted a story today. And they are crazy similar, like dimensions, features, everything is almost the same when you put them next to each other. <laughs> Edwin, who's I don't get the joke. Edwin Evers, because the Agent E. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this isn't as the Agent E was not a direct hundred percent copy. This is almost this is like a 95 percent copy but here's the thing is like 98.3 percent of people 
have never heard of the flag that I fish. Know, I know. That's what Berkeley banks on is they can take these niche baits that people love that a small amount of people love and then make a whole bunch of money by copying it and blasting it out to big box. I get it. You know what I mean? Is it? Is yeah. It and then cool? they put their own, they, they put in their hook clip from the call, right? Call shed, I guess. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's one of these things where it's lame. It's lame that it wins awards. It's lame that Ike and his cohorts go on videos and talk about how great it is and how happy, how proud they are of everybody involved. I don't know. It, it's, it stinks, but also the, all these iCast awards were bullshit. I mean, do we even talk about that? How these iCast awards are totally rigged? Like, Oh yeah. These- it's technically, I mean, it's all about lobbying and inf- influence more than it is the right. The themselves. It's funny that things that win iCast awards are going to be readily available at big box stores. Isn't it? It's funny that small Companies that don't have big box store distribution don't win iCast awards. Isn't that just strange, right? Like it never happens. I wonder why. It's pretty pretty rare. Well, it's because from what I've heard, I, I wish I could find it. There was a video. Okay, so a while back there was a stream with someone who's in the fishing industry. I don't remember what stream it was. It might have been like, uh, I, I wish I would have saved it, but it, I think it was like Smallmouth Crush or one of these people who actually said that behind the scenes, the brands push their um, distributors and then everybody who's in that network to go vote for one specific thing. So there's a ton of gamesmanship going on at iCast to make sure that the stuff that wins is stuff that can be put out into the big box networks like right away. And then they can ride that little iCast winner wave. If, even if it is a wave, I don't even know if that matters. And I'm sure anymore. there's alliances, right? Like, right. You know, Johnson Outdoors is working with the guys from Costa and they're aligned with, you know, whatever, right? I mean, they kind of like, hey, we'll, we'll make sure all our jabonis vote for your bait if all your jabonis vote for our baits or right. whatever, right? It's like, all game, game. And what's funny is a lot of people who go to ICAST that aren't in alliance with any of these brands or just kind of independent people, they actually go and do vote seriously. But then they, but a lot of them know that it's meaningless. It's like, I'm going to go vote for the stuff that's actually the best. And then it's like, oh, that's cute. That's so quaint. Good for you. It doesn't matter. You're it's not like gonna... voting. Uh, it's like voting independent at the elections. Right. Yeah. It's like voting third party. It's like, good, good yeah. for you. <laughs> that's very true. But so anyway, the, so, point is, the ICAST awards don't, are, are not democratic in any way, shape or form. The fix so, is in. They're all fixed. It's yeah. very much, very much like a Russian election, I guess is what we're saying. <laughs> that is good. Or That's an Illinois good election. Either way, whatever you want to think about. <clears throat> uh, so yes, the Evo Chatterbait wins best hard lure. There's a kayak that wins best boat. Wait, go back uh, up to that. One something. Wait, wait, wait. Go back up to that old town real quick. Is that the one that has the? There's one that has this like electronic assist on the paddles or, or the foot pedals or something that looks really cool. This one has an actual trolling motor. It looks like. Okay. No, that's the no, that's not a trolling motor. That's the that's the thing that spins when you move your feet. Mm. But it's, one of these had like an electronic assist, like you basically build power by rowing it, and then it like makes it easier. I don't know. I'm not a kayak guy, but one of these things had some cool tech on it and looked pretty sweet. I th- I'm guessing that's what this thing is. Like EPDL right. stands for something. Sure. Oh, it's like E pedal. Okay. Probably stands for E pedal. Um. Uh, Gators Adventure. Yeah, the 
Z-Man Custom, I think this is going to have a little better component. The Evo will have a slightly better components than the Z-Man Custom. And the Z-Man Custom was a really good chatterbait, but you could only get it at Tackle Warehouse. Now this one's going to be available everywhere. Okay, yeah. So someone says that that Kayak has a 36-volt, 20-amp battery with the pedals. So it's, yeah, it's like okay. an e-bike. See, that's kind of cool. See, like that's actual advancement. So e-assist, but not recharge from the pedal. That seems like a waste not to be getting like... Oh, so you're not g- regenerating it with your own, like you're not powering the you battery. regenerative off. powder. That's that's a waste. Well, on e-bikes, don't you, isn't braking regenerating it? But I don't know. I don't have an e-bike, so. Some of them, I think. I thought it was funny that like Shimano Master Fluorocarbon won an award. So I feel like there was actually probably some other lines that, I mean, what's so exciting about this fluorocarbon, but. It's exciting because Shimano has a lot of big box distribution, and these are going to be on the shelf at Bass Pro, Dick's Academy, and yeah. all the major retailers come next spring. <laughs> That's why. Don't don't underestimate the of all these things. Yeah, don't don't underestimate the power of Shimano. And uh, I think Costa has won the last thirty-seven sunglass awards. That's so true. I mean, they make good sunglasses, but. Nobody has a chance outside of Costa. No, I, I'm a Costa fan. I have a lot of Costa glasses. They're great. But yeah, it would be cool. Well, the thing is, the Costa people aren't even at Costa anymore. They have that Bajito brand. Like they've all broken yeah. out and do. So have you touched any of those Bajito sunglasses? Omnia sells them. I've, I've played with them. A few uh, I saw them at the Classic. They're really nice. Like they're as nice as a Costa. Like the people who ran Costa are running the Bajito and they, they know what they're doing. Yep. So I, I actually yeah. wouldn't be Melinda, Melinda Hayes was at the booth. I talked to her at the classic. Yeah. I'm actually not opposed to buying a pair of Bajito, Bajitas at some point. I like a lot of the Costa pros have jumped over like the Bajita guys have like pulled them over. Like, like, um, uh, um, Scott Martin used to be Mr. Costa. He, Scott Martin used to have a salt boat wrapped in Costa. And now he's mm-hmm. he jumped over to the Bajito guys. Fly fishing, fly fishing. Yeah. Oh, Garmin. I, wait, go back up. The Garmin, that Garmin live scope. What is it? Ice bundle. Yeah, I know, but I'm pretty sure that's not new. That's weird to me. Oh, maybe it's With the new version of the live or scope. Ella, I don't know. It's just a new version. Right. Oh, we got to talk about this thing. This VMC swinging Ned. How is this? Was there really? I get it. VMC, big box. These are going to be at every Dick's Academy, Bass Pro, Walmart. These things are going to be everywhere. But is there, was there any, was there really no better terminal tackle than a jointed Ned bait head? I haven't studied it. I mean, there are some new hooks. I know. It's a Ned bait head where the hook goes up and down. It's a, it's just a jointed Ned bait. Does it only go up and down? It's not like full swivel. I'm, I think it's up and down. I haven't seen videos. I could be completely wrong. It could just. I be mean, up. if you think about the theory of why we like the ring hook and the the foot, the pivot heads and the Tokyo rigs. I mean, there could be something to this that it could be. It I don't might like be a that better version of the Ned. I don't the know. The one thing I don't like about it is that it's pointed at the front. Why is it pointed? Why can't it be round or flat? So my point is like it's it's always encouraging it to lean lay on its side, right? Sure. Like. Why not have it so it can tip up? But I guess if it's jointed and you pull it, the bait's always going to still go down on its own weight. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if it's got a joint and you pull the head, the bait's just going to, you're going to make a V 
all the I, you know what i mean like the physics on this mm -hmm. thing is weird to me i don't really understand what the, i don't understand what the advantage is because wouldn't the weight of the plastic make it lay down all the time so if you pull on it the plastic's not gonna swing up right this thing's confusing to me i want to see it in a tank or something yeah i mean i'll probably buy a pack just to see but i'm not i got uh, oh the swinging net head is the perfect example of a solution without a problem. You know what I mean? It's like they designed something that's not fixing a problem or not like addressing a problem. Do you know what I mean? It's like they just designed something to design something. I don't know that I really want to look at the new fishing line. Did you see one of them? I think it's Seagar is selling a braid with fluorocarbon in the same box. So it's you buy the braid and it comes with a, a bunch of leader and they just threw it in the same box. So you don't got to buy two. Did you was that on this list? Maybe I already switched pages. No, that's fine. Did you did you catch that though? Uh, no. I, I when I saw that I go, why has anyone else thought of this? You know what I mean? Because if you're buying ten pound braid for your spinning rod, you're gonna go buy leader material more than likely. So they're throwing the leader material in the same thing. So they like made it a combo box that you buy. It's just like one thing you get leader in the for somebody that just wants a kit to get started. But I mean. Right. What? How's the the one versus 902s? Uh, the one uh, the 902s is way softer. The 902s is a noodle. The one is pretty stiff. That's the one is the 7.6 medium medium light Steez AGS rod. Um, it's more of a medium with a soft tip, whereas the 902s is like a like a really whippy rod. So, um, I. I will be using the one all year long. The 902S is a seasonal thing. I use it in the spring on hair and a couple other really light things. And I don't really touch it. <laughs> so do you know what Roddy's talking about? No. It's called, okay, look it up. It's called the uh, Poison Ultima. Go to like um, Tackle Direct. Already has these in, like loaded up or um, American Legacy has these loaded up. Long story short. Lazy. Sorry. <laughs> long story short. Shimano has a halo rod that they've been selling in Japan uh, for five or six years called the Poison Ultima. And um, it's like they make them in really low numbers. There's only a handful of models. And when they release them in Japan, they sell out and then they're gone. So they're bringing over four Poison Ultima models to the U.S. market through Shimano USA. And that was their one of their iCast announcements was... You, Americans can buy the Ultimas without buying them from Japan. Um, they're eight hundred and fifty dollars retail, and they are—they're. It's kind of like their sports cards, you know. I've—I've I've not touched one. I've never seen an Ultima in person. I don't know if I would buy one. There's only four models: two spinning, two casting. I got—I got a question for you. If you're only gonna sell four models on a rod, what do you what would what lengths and actions do you think Shimano is selling in the Poison Ultima? I'm guessing the ones that they're selling are like medium lights and mediums. They're not the ones I would pick. <clears throat> That's they're probably like six and a half foot medium lights. That's interesting. So the spinning rods, I believe, is a six ten medium light, and then a um, Oh, I gotta look it up now, but yeah, you're you're kind of right. There's not a heavy rod. I think in the casting, it's a seven foot medium heavy, and then like a six ten medium light. So basically, like a jerk bait topwater rod, and then just a seven foot medium heavy, like all around. 
Um, and then in the spinning, there's a seven foot medium. And I forgot what the second spinning is. I think it's a, like a 610 medium light as well. Um, but anyway, yeah. But here's the fun thing with the Ultimas. They don't make that many of them. So I don't even know if very many stores or shops are going to get these U.S. Ultimas to sell. Like, I, if you see one and you want one, you probably should buy it because there's probably not going to be that many of them out there. I don't know why you want to buy $850. Oh, here's the fun thing, Rich. No one's talked about the warranty. Like, no one knows what the Poison Ultima US rod warranty is going to be. Is it lifetime? Is it one year? Who knows? Like, they haven't said probably like about it's probably be probably Mega Bass original owner only, like difficult, like right. <sighs> yeah. So let's I we're just gonna look at some of the baits. So the dime, it's a 10-footer. I don't know. I don't have okay. We've talked about the Nessie. Oh gosh. Bronco okay, bug. I got a question for you. Which caused more drama? The Crush City Bronco bug or the Berkeley Nelly? Because both of them created a lot of drama this, this week. The ne the Nelly? The this uh whatever the, the, oh, the ripoff flag right? swim bait or the ripoff OSP beaver. Both of them created so much ripoff drama. I wonder which you think got more hate. Probably this one. I think more people know about the OSP. That's a good point. Although this didn't win an award. Uh, but yeah, this this bait alone has caused so much salt on Instagram and Facebook. People are so mad that Rapala and Wheeler are coming out with this thing. Have you ever fished a beaver, well, a like, go-live beaver? I feel like, didn't Wheeler in his interview kind of like, I heard, I, I didn't watch it, but he kind of basically said, it's pretty much this, but we did a different hinge. Or like, he pretty much said like, he didn't He didn't walk away from it saying it wasn't inspired by the, the doe-live, I feel well, like. You can't. You can't say, you can't not. I mean, it's too obvious, right? Um, have you used the doe-live beaver, the bait that this is ripping off? No. I have. I have multiple packages of them because a lot of them came in the bento box. So I've used them. There's a couple problems with the OSP Beaver. You ready? Number one. It's overpriced. Super soft. Like they are literally, because you use them to fish smallmouth usually. And so when I throw it out and I catch like a, a 14 inch really, you know, you catch a little smallmouth. They go crazy, right? They're jumping. They're flying around. They tear the crap out of an OSP Beaver. So like they're one fish wonders for the most part. They're super soft. So like you can go through, a, if you're on a small mall school, you can go through a whole package in like 15 minutes. Um, if you're catching a bunch of fish or just even getting bites and they, whatever point is they're super soft and yes, they are $10 a pack. So uh, yeah. So they're spendy and they're not very durable. These are probably going to be six bucks. I'm guessing they're like five 99 and they will probably be more durable. And I think these are bigger too. I think this is a, I want to say over four inch bait. I don't know what the exact dimensions are on this thing, but it is a slightly bigger Wheeler wanted it to be something that you could like flip on a Texas rig. Whereas the OSP versions are more for like two out or three out hooks. They make a Magnum one. That's like a bigger one, but I think this bait falls in between the regular beaver and the Magnum. I think it's like more four or five inch or something like that. All right. Uh, would you, are you going to try one of these? I don't know. I'm just not, uh, probably not. 
We'll see. Uh, Freeloader. This thing seems all right. Seems all right. It's a pin, <clears throat> it's a pintail um, chatterbait trailer. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah, I mean chatterbait. It's a. I mean, twofold, right? It's supposed to be a chatterbait trailer and kind of a. Put uh, on a jig head. A, a Demiki rig style, uh, moping style bait. Which is like what everyone's used a fluke for since the dawn of time. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like. Oh, you one thing I noticed that like all of these baits scroll back up. I don't know if you can see it in the pictures. All of these new baits have the word Rapala in the mold. Like every single one of these, they found some tricky way to put the word Rapala into the mold, which I think is why actually kind of cool. C- why didn't they put Crush City on the mold? Or Jacob Wheeler's logo. But I will hand it to them. They somehow managed to squeeze the word Rapala into every one of these baits. Which well, is I don't know where of... it is on this one. It must be on the... It's on the other side. So uh, this is interesting, though. The one thing I did say about this is that this does say this is built with TPE, which is some kind of new formula. So I'll be interested to see if this is really like one of the first baits that comes out and gives you the best of like regular plastic in Elastec and finds that happy medium where there actually is something to that. So I will be interested. I will probably buy a pack of these just to see what this TPE is really like. Yeah, this the Ned bait doesn't look too bad. It seems I mean, fun. there's nothing special about the shape of the bait or the bait itself. I'm interested in what this TPE is all about. I guess that's the interesting point for me. Uh, yeah, I agree. It would be, yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Totally fair. So, this I'm more likely to try the cleanup craw than the Bronco bug. That looks exactly like the Chunky D, you know what I mean? Like, same kind of length yeah. and profile. I like to use baits that look like this. So, yeah, it looks like a fairly average jig trailer is it three inch it's got to be three or three and a half three and a half so it's very close to the chunky d yeah there's a lot of baits like this size now it's like this this Mm -hmm. space is very crowded of like the three like the sub four inch craw trailer world is like crazy and the mayor is basically a rebranded largo shad yeah yep and it's got the word rapala somewhere on there I don't know where they put it on this one. I, I did. It is on oh, it's right. Oh, yeah. It's in the top part. That's funny. OG Tiny 7 Deep. I talked about this the other night. I'm going to probably just kind of rapid fire through some of these unless you have a strong opinion. I this is don't. the striking rock collar competitor built on That's kind what of I a thought when I saw this. Like, it's like the Spro rock crawler. Yeah. Okay. Can we say something though? Spelling it's dog. It's not a copy, but it's a competitor. I mean, they're like they're going oh, yeah, in yeah, after sorry. that. Market. It doesn't look at all like a sport rock clock. Can we? Can I say something? Why are we calling? Do- why are we spelling dog D A W G in twenty twenty three? Like, does someone at striking think dog is still like a cool term or something that the kids say? Well, I think they already isn't the sexy dog spelled that way, so they're probably keeping consistent with the striking brand it's, of the sexy, sexy dog. Oh, you might be right. Oh, they need to just knock that off. Deep version of a jerkbait they already have. Okay. I don't really. This, this thing doesn't make any sense to be, me. Is this? This bait's going to be gone in no time. I think. Okay, but is it supposed to be a Ned bait? Is it supposed to be? No, it's it's it, it's supposed to hold a five out hook. It's supposed to be more of a flipping bait. It's three and a quarter. I think they're cut. Yeah, but they're basically. It's almost think almost a bed bait where they want you to put a five out hook so like literally the fish can't miss the hook type thing. I guess. I, wouldn't a five out not? It doesn't seem like a five out would fit that thing very well. Tiny so, popper. So it's a, that's a small be good. popper. I mean, 
This is this is I mean, BFF times on the river where shatter small small poppers work, but there's other small poppers out there. I'm not going to spend any time on crappie baits. No, Sorry, I crappie don't. fishermen. Me either. Bill Lewis came out with a bunch of tiny micro. That's BFF stuff. crappie there's style. A, there's a there's a there's a walleye bait right there. Jacob Prosnick brush panda. Brush. Isn't it a weird way to put the um? Isn't that a strange uh, wire guard? The way it kind of yeah. sits on top of the head. It's like it's got a maybe mohawk. there's something to that of the mechanics and the angle and the geometry that actually makes it work better. It's like uh, it's like it's got a mohawk. I mean, at least it's a new take on how you set up a jig. So I guess we'll see. Jig squad, not a fan. Dumb. <laughs> what do you know about jigs, Cuda? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, I did hear about so Big Bite Baits was bought by the parent company of Yamamoto GSM. Did you I hear did that? I did not know that. Oh, that was very recently, right? Like in the last yeah, week. like it was like the day that or day before iCast it was announced or of iCast. Um so yeah, so I think they bought not only Big Bite Baits, but I think they actually bought what is it, D and G, the company that actually pours the baits. Right. So that'll be interesting. I don't know if I'm a fan of that. Uh, Buckeye lures, the shocker swim bait head. I, to me, Double that barb. looks like to me that looks like a, a jig worm head. Yeah, I mean, I wonder. So they have the J wheel head that has the same shape front. This just has a different barb system. I don't know. Eighth to one ounce. I'm guessing that's not a Ned. So the G buzz. Oh, so this is um, Gerald Swindell's. Gerald Swindell's. So basically, Gerald Swindell's toad buzz. This thing I would use because he's. I mean, the things look. It looks fine. Yeah. It just looks like a a pretty straightforward buzz bait that you can DIY your trailer on. I don't know. Swindell's Swindell's pretty dang good at throwing a buzz bait, so I would trust his designs on those things. So they have this one, and then they also have the chop top. This is more of a headbanger, I assume, the chop top. Uh, yeah, I guess it looks smaller, maybe. I don't know. It's so hard Head to knocking design. So it's supposed to be more of a boogerman competitor. If anybody's familiar with a boogerman style buzz bait. So there's the okay. flat-headed Ned. This is something literally nobody has asked for. Nobody has asked for this. Why is this a thing? Why is what thing? A, a flat-headed Ned rig. Or Ned head. Well, you didn't want a pointy-headed Ned. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I guess. I guess everyone fishes flat surfaces. So this is Mark Daniel Jr.'s Ned head. Oh my gosh. Oh, I like. I like how Mark Daniel Jr. is a noted. Go back up. Read the copy on this. Buckeye Lewis team with Mark Daniel is a noted Ned fishing expert. To who? He's not. Give me a break. He's a he's a rattle trap expert. I wouldn't say when I think Ned fishing, I don't think MJD. I'm sorry. Okay, the shaking Nico Craw. Okay, go back to that. You know what this reminded me of? First thing I seen it. You know, at car dealerships when they blow up the big thing and it flaps around. <laughs> what are those things called? That's what this is. Yeah, it's it's the true. it's the advertising the big inflatable movie. like. Yeah, even the picture. It looks like that's why like I'm gonna make a worm that does that. It's like it's like it's having fun. It's like we. So Mark Daniels Jr. did win Oahi. 
But he did not win that on a Ned rig. He won that on a wacky drop shot, from what I remember. Hmm. He was drop shot in a wacky worm, a wacky Ned. One of the, the chat disagrees. The BR fish. What? Yeah, this is looks like a walleye bait. This is a walleye bait. I think this is more designed to be a uh, front-facing sonar minnow darter type setup. I guess. And then we have a smaller version of the, the Realis crank. I like that color. The all pink is kind of cool. The finder so, shad. So hover um, stroll. Yes. Yeah. So Duo likes to sell these combos with with the plastic and the jig head in one. Like this is one of their things that they do. I feel like this would actually be a pretty sneaky chatterbait trailer. I feel like most. Hover strolling plastics also make good chatterbait trailers. Have you been playing with the hover stroll? I have. Not much. Um, I've been playing with it and it's it's kind of fun, but it's also like I don't know. I gotta put some more time into it, but I have been playing with the hover strolling shallow. Oh, the T Hawk. I have one of these. Uh, where is it? Wait a minute, how do you have it? It just came out at iCast. Everything comes out at iCast. Boom. There's no way you could have it. I got a T-Hog. Right here. So do you know what the bento box? Yeah, it came in a bento box. So, so you've had it for a while. Yeah, so the T-Hog is a backlighting crawbait. So you're supposed to rig it backwards, and then you're supposed to pitch it, and it will fall very slowly backwards for dock fishing. So it's like one of those things. It's just a backlighting bait, but it's a crawfish version. Would you throw that on a free rig? No, I wouldn't. Huh. I mean, you could. But yeah, it's it's designed to slowly go real flat like this and just go backwards with its little arms kicking. I've watched videos. There's videos on this thing on YouTube on how it backlides, and it's actually really kind of cool. Um, so anyway, it's a backlighting bait. That's what it's for. South Jersey Fisherman, are you a big T-Hog guy? Have you tried backlighting? I'm sure he has. No, you. Mm, no. It works. I mean... I mean, I've nail weighted a uh, ring fry, so yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, I've actually I've rigged some backlighting baits like backwards on an EWG, so it glides under docks and the wriggle indie slim. Oh, I have one of these too. It's just a net bait. So Duo uh, Duo's house brand of plastics used to be kind of ja ja Japan only, and all of these are just them bringing all these plastics that they've been selling in Japan and they're distributing them in the U.S. So none of these are like new. These have been out in japan for a while from what i know huh. yeah so all this lunker hunts gotta Dude, love yourself some lunker hunt hell oh wait right go back up that one is the the that's the riddler's favorite bait it looks like a question mark <laughs> <laughs> to me that's <laughs> thanks for thanks for making me scroll back for that dumb dumb joke thank you i, I had to make it Lunker hunt hive it. so they got the, all these hive baits that's like a theme hive it must be a like crush shitty but it's the hive maybe it's because it's all bug related i'm guessing that's what the hive thing means uh, this is i won't be i won't be trying any lunker hunt anytime soon the makers of the uh the spider and everything else. Yeah, Helmet Granite, it's odd that they're coming out. With, oh, so Dudley but, coming out with his version of a, what looks like the uh, combination of the uh, Maxent creature hog, creature hog. with yes. some appendages. 
It's very creature hogish. I don't like the creature hog. You know, have you have you flipped with the creature hog? The they're very movie? soft. I don't like how I've missed fish on them. I actually think they're kind of dense in the middle, and I don't get good like the hook to come out through it. And the other thing I don't like is for some reason the creature hog doesn't come in and out of cover really smooth. Like it's always grabbing stuff. Like I had to clean it off all the time. Like I'll flip with the creature hog and then I'll switch to like a craw tube or a D bomb or something. And they just slide right in and out. And then I put the creature hog on and it's like, it does not come in and out really clean for me. I don't like it. David Dudley's Ned bait. Yippee. Yippee. Uh, his shaky worm. So Dudley's stuff goes so in the just Walmart. A, they came out with this last year, right? And this is just a bigger version. Uh, the Arma joint. I don't know. I don't buy these, so I don't know what's. I know, but I'm pretty sure there was an Arma joint flash boost last year. I think this is just a bigger version. So this next one, the spinner baits. I've seen these in person. These have been out for a little while. These swaggy spinner baits. These are really nice in person. Like I was pretty kind of impressed by the. Fit and, like the quality and the components and everything look pretty freaking sweet. I don't know what the MSRP is though. I didn't look at the price. I didn't buy any. Like, does it say what the price is? Are they like over ten bucks or are they under ten bucks? Is my question. Because they are pretty trick. Not say it is. Design incorporate both tin and tungsten. Yeah, these things in person look really nice. I was like, ooh, this looks kind of trick. It's a small, yeah. So the they launched the regular size Yamatsunuki at the classic, and then they yep. went the small size at iCast. You can put these on a man like head, apparently. The small size could be like a really like power Ned bait. I think there there could be something where you put like just a little bit bigger Ned head, but you don't need it. Like a little Ned with a little bigger hook or a shaky or what we would call a jig worm hook. You put that in this, yeah. and you could have like a really power like yeah, compact. Sense. Might be something to that. So someone said that but the hear- hive. Someone said in chat the hive on the lunker hunt is their version of elastic. It's their plastic, is what they call it. So the, the okay. stretchy, the stretchy. Good to know. Hive. Still not buying it. <laughs> yeah, so, Dudley has lots of pegs at Walmart's. Dude, Dudley's crap is everywhere when you go to Walmart. You see his like his sink or his wacky worm kits are like on the end caps. Every time I hear Yamakra, I think of Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. <laughs> Put on your Yamakra, because here comes Yamakra. <laughs> That's good. I'm going to steal that joke. Fat. Have we not had a fat Senko before? Was it just the slim Senko before? I thought we've always had. I thought that, well, there's a six inch Senko, which is always like the bigger one. Was This is a 20% larger diameter fat Senko. So it's like a Senko that you've left in the scent for too long. It casts better and shows up better on sonar. Sonar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. That's so lame. The Yamamoto Scope Shad. Oh, yeah. This is another. There's got to be some mention of forward-facing sonar in the copy there. For sure. The Scope Shad. From our Mega Floater formula. So this is not heavy salt. It's their Mega Floater. I don't know what that means. It's supposed to fit with the Buckeye Scope Head. Oh, we saw that earlier, and we were saying it looks this like this thing jig, looks. Jig this looks like basically a night crawler. <clears throat> uh, is that? Oh, a ten inch. It's a big worm. Okay. Yeah, but thin, like super thin. Like, I think you almost have to rig it like wacky or like the hook through it. I don't think you can actually like. Texas do people rig it. do people use a lot of like straight tail ten inch worms? It seems like most people use ten inch worms are using some kind of curly tail, like this one. Yeah, exactly. Is that a ten? Oh, yeah. Also, mega flow to formula. 
You know, I'm surprised no one has copied the Depths giant 16-inch worm that they have. You know what I'm talking about? There should be a lot of rules about, like, A, if it's a knockoff, B, did it come out before I cast? Is it, like, well, you shouldn't be able to enter, right? Like, you shouldn't be able to enter color extensions. You shouldn't be able to enter a new size or a new weight or something that came out at the classic or like there should be a lot more criteria to enter the new product showcase in general. I, I think you're, I think you're, I think you're putting if, too if much. The, if the purpose of it is to legitimize it and not just feed into the, the corporate shenanigans. <clears throat> So depth, I'm sorry, it's not a six. I said it's a 16 inch. Dem make depths makes a giant worm that's 13 inches, and it's called the Kinku. And I'm surprised no one has knocked that off yet. I, I'm going to make a prediction. Next eye cast, someone's going to knock off the Kinku 13 inch worm. Wait, go back up. There was one thing that I wanted to that caught my eye. Uh, no, not the micro goat. No, the oh, sorry, I saw the Hellraiser. They made a smaller Hellraiser. Why? I, I've used the real Hellraiser and I have not, I've yet to get a bite. I've had some pike slap at it, but that's it. I think you need Shad for it to work. Yeah, I know. It, it basically runs like a buzz bait, but way louder. It's really, really You got loud. a B-lat gremlin creature bait. Wait, go back. Is that Elastic? Because Elastic, yeah. the Z-Man's never made a bait like this, like a trench hog kind of like, or like, you know, like I a guess Z-Man's never done one of these with the big long tentacles, like a like it reminds me of like a destroyer, right? Um, so that's new. That's they Z-Man's never. I mean, done I it. assume it's. It does not say that it's Elastic, but I assume it it's is. Gotta be everything Z-Man is. So that bait could actually be kind of cool. This, this looks nice. nice. You, should, you, sh you should have. I mean, when everybody's throwing a uh, spunk shad on the back of your chatterbait, you should come out with your own version so people can buy a Z-Man version. So I know, put them right next. By the way, your mic sounds better now. Oh, good. I don't know why. Like your uh, the Unitoad. Uh, AJ was throwing this two weeks ago, so I'm not sure why it's a new product showcase. So it's a it's a toad got a toad crossbreeded with. Uh, I hate everything shirt. about this brush oh, draw when i saw this i wanted to hear it because you're 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 a you're a hardcore brush hog fan it reminds me of the old hail worm craw when i saw this bait i'm like either rich is gonna love this or hate this like this is totally in your wheelhouse hate it arc baits not interested in any of these are i feel like arc didn't randall tharp had a different flipping jig with somebody else probably Dude, Ark West is going Logan's hard. Jig, the... Which West Logan used to be a big bite or a dirty jigs guy. Sleeper Craw, this came out like okay. a year ago, didn't it? It came out this spring is when it dropped. Ha have you used the Sleeper Craw yet? No. I have, and it is actually a really fun dock skipping bait. It skips really well, and it doesn't grab much grass, and it gets bit. Like I've had some really fun on Minnetonka. I was on Tonka one day and I had, I was with some people who were skipping Sankos on docks and I was skipping the, uh, the sleeper they were children. What's that? They were children it, you were with. It was children, but they were catching them on the Sanko, but I was actually getting some good bites off the uh, sleeper craw. It's a good, it's a good bait. I, yeah, I was the anyways. one throwing the sleeper craw just to be different. But yeah, you're different. Is, you don't have, you don't have to try Brian. You're different. Don't worry. 
But yeah. sleeper crow doesn't suck. I'll put it that way. It does get bit, and it's fun skipping bait. So you saying the sleeper crow is better than the sleeper gill? Oh, by a by a large factor. The sleep sleeper gill sucks. You know why the sleeper gill sucks? You'll pay six bucks for it. You throw it out, and a and a eleven inch northern will bite the tail right off it, and you just throw it in the trash. That's happened to me twice, so I don't buy them anymore. I'm surprised that Sproul didn't already have a walking bait. No, I don't really pay attention to Spro hard baits that much. So the Meg, oh the Megalodon. What do you think of this thing? Oh, you got one. Did you already? Did, did you can buy them? Like where'd you get it? How did I get one? It just came out at ICAST. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Are you on the pro staff? Are you hashtag pro staff? No, I I ordered some stuff from Baitworks because I had something that I needed, and I just noticed they had these, so I was like, I'll grab some. Is it heavy? So here it is, compared to the Magdraft. They're pretty much the same length, but this has a much deeper body, a little thicker in the the mid down the middle, like like me. Yeah. So is it significantly? So the interesting thing is, so the 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 screw actually or the magnet comes detached and it's got a little screw in it and there's a little cavity in the body and you got to screw that in yourself really so it doesn't come Which with the magnet it's not easy to do i'll be interested to see how it holds cuz it's hard to like get your fingers in there and turn this thing question it only comes with one the one magnet yeah so, if it, so if i would it... say the megavass probably has a little more yeah Interesting. There is, is there a major weight difference? It's got to be heavier, right? Because it's got more plastic. Oh, let me check. I mean, it has to be, right? It's more material. The Megalodon. I will say the name Megalodon is kind of hilarious. Like whoever named it Megalodon is that's. I, I do I do golf clap for the naming on that. It's better than the dangerous swim bait. Like Zaldane's swim bait's got a lame name. So Megalodon is about three eighths of an ounce. Because of the the, the well, I've lost the magnet out of this, so let's call this one an ounce and a quarter. And this is just over. This is like ounce and a half, a little over an ounce and a half. So it's about a quarter to three eighths heavier than the okay. Mega Bass. So cast a little better theoretically. It doesn't have the eyes are like molded. So you don't have to worry about them falling out like your Mega Bass eyes, which I could probably care less. Yeah, they always fall out. A little bit, a little bit bigger profile. I don't know if the magnet actually is any. See, I don't, I don't mind the magnet because I just end up hooking it like that, and it seems to work just fine. Yeah, it's where everybody. Does. Like I catch a ton of fish just stabbing the hook into it. Right. So it doesn't really bother me that the 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 magnet the magnet disappears in a mag draft. I still catch a ton of fish after the magnet's gone. Yep. And a lot of guys with the two colors. I got this kind of white albino shad, and then I got this kind of blue thing. What's the price on those? Are they 10 ish bucks? Something like uh, that? $14.49. So they're very Ooh. price competitive with okay, the Mega Bass. Yeah, I thought they were going to be around 10 bucks. But you can't use your code or my code on the Mega Bass usually, and you'll be able to use codes on the Sproul all the time. <clears throat> so Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, I don't know. It's all right. If you're if you're a mag draft nerd, you're probably still buying mag drafts, but they're definitely going for a different type of market, I guess. Paul Shad got recalled, I believe, because they didn't like the action or the plastic wasn't as soft. 
Yeah, that was kind of interesting. No, I think I would hope they're going to sell replacement magnets. <laughs> Otherwise, That's not a thing. it only comes with myself. one. It only comes with one. All right. Uh, Spro Helix sticks. I'm sure you'll catch fish on it. Not that exciting. Spro Paw Nugget. Nugget. So they've got their version of a depths poop quiver heavy. The cover, there's two cover scat There are two cover scat clones, the Spro and the Missile. Like they were the yeah. only two knockoffs. Berkeley and Rapalas are coming out probably next we year. We got a Chris Johnson swim jig for $749. Okay, look at the head on that thing. That is so weird. It's so flat. Hand tied. I mean, whatever. I a swim jig's a swim jig. Then we have a 799 flipping jig. Dude, that looks like every single Arky jig ever. Like, what is that looks why does that exist? It looks like literally every other flipping jig. Big bite jig. Looks like it's got a wire tie on it. So I have a we question. At most of these the other oh, night. Wait. I have a question. So they're calling it the deflection jig. What makes a swim jig deflect differently than any well, other? This one is specifically designed to be Alabama shakers. So How, what makes it specifically designed to do that? The weed guard, the head? I don't know. That's what I'm, I'm just saying. I don't get what makes swim jigs different from each other. They all seem kind of the same. Then you have the big bite sensation stick bait. You got a bunch of crappie baits, big bite tube. Another screw lock head. Uh, a rig heads, biz baits. So biz baits, soft plastic company now has a jig, a skip and flip jig. Kind of looks like the old man's stone jig a little bit. Yeah, kind of cool looking. It's a horizontal on line tie. And I got a, a jewel competitor. Yeah, it looks just like I got a swim one. jig. I just don't. Why does every? So I, I'm gonna get back on my soapbox from the other night. Yeah. Why yeah. does every company feel like they need to have a bait in every category? Why does every company feel like they need to be striking or spro or, right. or Berkeley pure fishing? Like, I would much rather people just like Special. do what you do, do it well, go deep, own your market, own. 15 20 percent of a category instead of trying to get one percent of every category like that football jig that you're stopped on right there is a perfect example that looks like every other generic ass football jig that has ever been made like what 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 would make you buy that i don't get it like it's yeah, literally every other football it's just jig cannibalizing ever. everybody aj checking in from pigstone he's got a club derby this weekend what up <clears throat> Uh, they 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 need a spinner bait. <laughs> a buzz bait. buzz bait. I mean, I guess this ball there. I mean, this has kind of been done. I guess this is a little bit unique. Yeah. Up where we fish with all the grass, that's just a grass magnet. Uh, yeah. And they've got another buzz bait. Why do they have five buzz? And baits? another buzz bait. And another buzz bait. It's like, oh fuck? my gosh. <laughs> Why so? Oh, we got a shaky head. Biz baits. Calm down with your buzz baits, bro. Make one. They got two one. different shaky heads. They have a mag shaky head, a regular shaky head. Then they got their Ned head. I mean, they're okay. just. Who's the big Bizbaits team? Like, who's on there? Has anyone heard of? Like, no, do no. they have any famous pro staff? Not that it matters. I'm just curious. Like, they're going all in on all of these, all of these product lines, and I'm going. Why? 
Fish Lab is a company I don't know a ton about. <clears throat> um, BizBaits has a whole 16,000 followers on Instagram. There's the Fish Lab Bioblade Spinnerbait. Fish Lab Mimic Tail. Fish we're Lab down Weird we're Looking. Down, we're down in the discount bin now uh, at this point. I'm not sure if Wheeler does accent or not. He might. I actually like the Wheeler accent buzz. Here's a little micro jig from Jewel Bay. This is kind of interesting. I well, mean, this Jewel... is a jig company going to a micro jig. Okay, you're you're a jig company. Like, okay, go deep on jigs. Sure. Well, Jewel already has Here's like baits, poop bait. Jewel already has machini. Um, micro baits or micro jig. Sorry. Yeah, dude, that thing is crazy. That thing dives what twenty feet, something like that. I don't know. I'm not a big deep. If it only says dives to fourteen. Oh, I bet you can get it deeper. It looks like it should dive to 20 or 34, not 14. <laughs> it should drag the uh, ocean floor with that. So, this so is the baby version of a bait they already have, right? So, yeah, this is their, like, so they have a bigger one that's like a topwater bait, and this one is more of like a spy bait or subsurface bait, but you can make a bunch oh, of Oh, so this is water. not a. Yeah, so you can make it run slightly subsurface. Um, you can make it float by taking off some of the hardware, I believe. It's like modifiable. Like you can make some changes to it to give it different actions and things. Okay, Vicious coming out with the. I mean, like Vicious is a line company. They don't need to be making lipless crankbaits. Oh, that looks like that. Gil Bob looks like something from um, a Pixar movie. Like uh, it looks like a Nemo character or something. Like that's what, like a copy bait, isn't it? The Jenko Tin Cannon. That looks like a Vixen clone. So Great Lakes is known for making small versions of everything. So like that's got to be a little teeny tiny underspin. Sure. Like everything Great Lakes is like this big. Uh, light line, long ultra finesse. Yep. Oh, I picked up, you know what bait I picked up that everyone says is really good? This is supposedly a good smallie bait. The yeah, I mean the, micro, the micro tubes are good, so having a head that works with them. I wonder I if anyone in chat it. has used the Great Lakes um, two point one inch. Like they actually say two point one. Like why? Like they had to have that point one. But these are just one tournament. That thing yeah, just little... was credited with like a thirty pound smallie bag in a tournament. Yeah, these little snack cross. These things are so small. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. Have these you thrown out. them on your Wisconsin Smalley Lakes yet? Not yet. I'm gonna. I just got it from Omnia. They had these in stock. I was gonna give it a whirl. This, this is kind of interesting. Oh, I saw this. This is weird, but it kind of awesome actually. So it's like, uh, yeah, you can, I can kind of get on board with this. But here's the question: You get hooked into a rock, and you are trying to so. To me, I fish a lot of rocks or like around hard, hard cover with drop shots. I like being able to break off my cheap ass lead weight if it's too snagged. With that, you're going to lose the clip and the weight. Like for me, around rocks, I'm, I would never use this thing because you're just going to lose two pieces of hardware instead of one. So yes, in, in, a, in an area where you're losing a lot of drop shot weights, this is maybe not. Once, but yeah. so drop shots can be a pain to store in your rod locker and on your deck. Oh, you could snap the weight off. Well, you can just take it off. 
Also, uh, you could just like if you're fishing, especially as a co-angler or a rider in a boat, um, and you don't, I mean, yeah, this is not much different than a Norman Speed Club, but just this whole <laughs> idea of like quickly changing drop shot weights for the wind comes up. You go across, but you're fishing yeah, on the calm side yeah. of the lake. Now you're fishing on the windy side. You don't have to retie your drop shot. You just yeah. switch between a quarter and a three eighths. Yeah, that's uh, the that's the reason this exists, is so you can just switch your weights on the fly without retying. I get. I mean, it's yeah. cool. I, I kind of like so, this. This is this the is product more interesting things that I've seen tonight. <clears throat> this why didn't this this didn't win terminal tackle because this is actually like solves a problem. Yeah, this like, is better than the pivot nethead by a mile. Oh, it is. That's what I'm saying. Like that solves a potential. This problem. this wins the Hellabass iCast best terminal officially. Uh, they can we'll, we'll print them a, a certificate and they can hang it on the shop at Great Lakes Finesse. You should you can take a picture of send them a headshot of yourself. There's more. Oh, there it is. There's the snack crop. Yeah. I mean, it's Isn't a, a weird looking thing. A simple Ned Im Craw imitator. Mm -hmm. I was gonna Effective. throw on a little micro football head. Oh, you know what? I actually the got a head. About this. You know how easy this would be to like pour yourself. <laughs> right. The head I was gonna throw that on was I'm gonna use one of these Northlands. Um, so Northland actually makes like you know they're a walleye company, but they make a really good um, micro finesse football head. I don't know if you know about this, but it's got a yeah, really. I, small... I don't think they reinvented this clip, but the fact that they marketed it as a drop shot clip is yeah. So there's this like little Northland makes these little teeny micro finesse football head. And I'm going to throw that little snack craw on this thing. Cause I think the hook is small enough. Oh, I'm trying to hear some thunder. The uh, storms that you had are now made it down to, I'm yeah, sure this will be an amazing at catching fish. I'm sure there'll be no hookup <laughs> issues with this soft plastic popper that has come out many times. <laughs> Uh, so here's evergreen stuff I that... just can't oh, wait, I just that's... can't all right I'm I'm done I can't I can't take any more iCasts I'm done <clears throat> say iCast this year sucks like let's say it like this year's iCast was lame as hell like not anything really game changer-y at all when when the biggest stuff at iCast is drama about JDM ripoff baits like I saw more people talk about all the JDM ripoff stuff than anything that was actually announced at ICAP. The one thing we haven't touched on yet that is significant is the Tatula 100 mm. casting reel. You should pull a picture up on that thing. That is significant. We talked about it last time. Yep. Go about and tell us about it. Yeah. Well, it's significant because just like the last Tatula cycle, Daiwa came out with the 100 first of the new platform. And then the SV came out and then the elite and then the elite pitch flip. You know what I mean? So like that means all of the current tattoos are going to be going away within the next like year to year and a half. So next summer will be like the new Tatula SV. You know what I mean? So like all of the Tatula shit is going to get completely shaken up within the next year because that's the new Tatula 100 is like the bellwether. Like that's the new platform. Everything's going to be that going forward. So that, that's a very pretty significant product launch. Is that little two hundred? Uh, Daniel, we talked about the conquest earlier. Yeah, you missed um, up. Jason, we talked about it casting earlier on. Neither one of us are on board with that. <clears throat> yes, so you could probably looking forward to discounted SVs yeah. in the 
semi-near future. I would say next spring, you're going to see a lot of SVs go on sale. So save your Omnia credits for those discounted SVs. Yeah, that's going to... So yeah, the new Fuego LT came out. The new Totilla 100s came out. Um, they added... Another thing that was sneaky that a lot of people that did, made no buzz whatsoever, Rich, is Fenwick rebooted their entire rod line. So Fenwick's that's a really popular... That's because Pure Fishing killed Fenwick a long time ago. But, like, they have the new Eagle, new HMG, new World Class. And I, I talked to some people who went and looked at all of the rods, and they said the world, the new Fenwick stuff is way nicer than, like, any other rods. Like, everyone's like, the new Fenwick stuff's nicer than the new Arc stuff. It's nicer than the new Mojos. Like, they were like, I don't know why, like, Fenwick probably had the best like rod launch of anyone and nobody's talking about it <laughs> like apparently the new fenwick stuff is super nice and everyone's like ignoring it it's true there's the new fuego came out so you can get the old fuego for like 50 bucks i looked at the new is... the new fuego aesthetically looks exactly like the lt like they use all of the same design cues like if you put them next to each other I, it's gonna be like you, i don't know if you're gonna be able to tell which is the new and which one's the old one like i could i couldn't tell best new rod was uh the mojo the mojo the but... trigon I talked to someone who is completely unbiased, who touched all the rods at ICAST, and he said his favorite rod was the new Fenwick World Class. The $300 Fenwick, he said it was amazing, like super nice, like really great new rod, and no one's talking about it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you Fenwick nerds are going to be excited about the new Fenwick. Look at Mark standing strong on $190 in credit. It's, that Ooh, takes better, fortitude. What would you tell him to spend it on? If you, if you had $190 bucks to drop at Amia right now, what would you buy? Uh, I'd probably I would uh, here's my advice 190 bucks I'd wait till that Stratic comes out and since you won't be able to get a deal on the Stratic because it's code protected that'd be a good way to use your yes the new Stratic is going to be sweet um, yeah that's a good that's a good advice I don't know 100, 190 bucks on Omnia I, I don't really need anything right now I'm so I'm trying to go through all the stuff I have like Next I'm year, trying to... visor. I'm submitting custom visors as a new product. <laughs> you should have a shop where you sell visors you've cut. Andrew really wants you to talk about the X-Breads. <clears throat> He's been asking about them. Yeah, so that's another thing is Shimano released new rods in the Zodius line and new rods in the X-Pride line, and no one's talking about them. Like, nothing. So uh, I didn't. I looked through some of the models. It's a lot of, like, really niche... I think the rod I think everyone's going to be excited for in the X Pride line is they're coming out with a 7.6 medium light. So they're going for that real long kind of medium. That seems like a really, does Dobbins make a 7.5 long, like a 7.5 to 7.6 medium, medium light, like a longer, whippier spinning rod? Do they do they have something like that? Like for throwing spy baits, yeah. you know. They only have them in the Champion and Champion Extremes. You have to get in the 250 to $350 price point. Okay. Yeah, because those pop those rods are getting really popular right now. Like those longer but lighter action, lighter power spinning rods for throwing hair, spy baits, one eighth ounce paddle tails, like um Okashira screw head stuff, like stuff where you want light and make a really long cast, right? Like that model is that type of rod seems to be getting more and more popular. This is a good tip. Save your credits for when they have 
discounts that are greater than 20% where you won't earn credits. That is genius. Yep, exactly. Stack it, baby. He's pretty smart for an Iowa guy, Chris. That a boy. Oh, we bagging on we bagging on Iowa. Uh, Travis, he used a bunch of my reels. I mean, he used a bunch of different. I mean, he probably used eight or ten of my setups. Everything from old Corrado E and Chronic E's to. Uh, the uh the coastal Daiwa, he really liked for a spinning rod he really liked my caden with my newer my older stratic spinning reel he, what else would he would have my what was my buzz bait rod uh a tatula 100 on that um so he, he used a fair amount of different older shimanos he, he cranked quite a bit with my uh Corrado K. So he no, didn't bring any gear. You let him use all your stuff. Yeah, he didn't. He just brought baits. He just he flew. So it's just so oh, a lot yeah. of different stuff. Travis, that makes sense. He did not. We never really took the ecstasy out of the ecstasy. Was rigged up with a power shot from my previous tournament. The ecstasy wow. never actually came out of the rod box. Um, I don't think he would have used it because I don't think he wanted any part of a nine hundred dollar combo. For he did not want to be responsible if something went wrong. <clears throat> Same way I had a a yellow magic popper on my fury rod and he would not touch it because it was like so beat up he's like you should retire that bait and I'd, there's no way i'm going to be responsible for losing that yellow magic that has caught probably literally 100 to 200 bass that's, awesome. um, that's, that's pretty cool though. he didn't mind the die was he just thought they felt a little different in his hand because he's used to uh uh, Shimano's. So what's driving me nuts with my Daiwa stuff right now is the knocking. So like Daiwa came out with the monocoque bodied spinning reels. I have had a Kage MQ. I've had a, I have a ballistic MQ and I have the new Tatula MQ. All of them are knocking when you turn the handle fast. There's like this wiggle that comes through the handle into the gearing. Mm. And it's like when you reel fast, it goes like it makes an audible knocking noise across mm. three different. I don't have any of the monocoques yet. I know, and I'm, 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 I'm like, it's bugging me. I'm like, is the mo-? so? And it's weird. Is you can get that knock noise if you just hold the reel and then like wiggle the handle. You can make the knocking. Like it'll be like, and I'm like, why does it do that? It's so like it's kind of annoying when you spend a bunch of money and you, like they don't do it when you take it right out of the box. Like when you when it's brand new on the box, totally smooth, no noise, great. Go out and use them. Break them in a little bit. Once they kind of flex, then that knocking starts. I want to. I, I, I was tempted to like make when my when my one of my YouTube videos. I was going to call it a mono knock instead of monocock because I thought that's kind of funny sounding. So I almost bought the Procyon MQ several times, but have not. Yeah, I didn't use. I bought one and gave it away, and it was pretty nice. I'm not like entirely sold on the cheaper monocock reels as being like something you have to have. Um, I have some of the more higher end monocoque reels. Like I have the Certe and the exist. They don't knock, but they're also $500 or more. Oh yeah. What do you got in the box? It's an arsenal order. No, Sean thing is the knock due to shimming. No, it's inside the, it's the handle when it goes into the gearing, like it's something internal. It's it, no, people it's not- I know if you tried greasing it. Uh, I no, I'm not taking these things open. I'm not. So the thing is to open up the monocoque. You actually have to have a specialized tool. I don't know if you know this, but the plate on the other side of a monocoque 
dial reel, you have to have like, there's like a tool that has like these teeth to open up the side plate on a monocoque reel. So I don't have that tool. T-shirt. Is that an Arsenal right. order? Yeah, it was an Arsenal t-shirt. But, so I've been playing with their swim jigs. So I ordered a bunch more. So I ordered initially a bunch of quarter ounce swim jigs. And now I reordered a bunch of their three eighths ounce swim jigs. Because they are, their three eighths has a very small head on it. Mm. probably because i think their three eighths is more tr- like if you scaled it out it's a true three eighths whereas i'm guessing if most people straight on jigs if you scaled them out with the skirt and everything they'd probably be closer to half so fabiano is like a big three, guy right like their three really... eighths fishes like most other people's quarters so but so Do far you... been pretty successful with the swim jigs probably give a couple out tonight <clears throat> I haven't um, used one. and then the lure wraps i've been super impressed with i know i want to buy Why... some got just a few more lure rats so i can throw all my other ones away a few but some people so i've only showed the clear ones right yeah. but people have asked about they have a black version for you secretive uh <laughs> you know people that want to cover up what you're fishing with they want to hide it in the rod locker so aj when he's on a trip he has a fresh pair of fishing gloves every day what does that mean? Like he buys a new pair or just like, washes like, them? No, I mean he just has like five of them and then he'll go home and wash them and then he has like... Well, dude, they get nasty. Like if you use one pair of fishing gloves and it's like you're catching fish and it's hot all day, they can get pretty gross after like one day of use. So, so I, I, have, I have multiple pairs as well. Like I have like two or three that I rotate. Can you use it as a sleep mask? <laughs> it's kind of sleep masky. So they just have a blackout version that's I don't know. That's actually pretty sweet. I, I after watching your uh, Instagram videos on this, I'm I'm sold. I want a couple of them because I I've been using the the company that makes they keep changing their name, but the company that makes um the really good non-piercing cold tip cold or cold tat cold clips. They they make a bait holder that's really nice, but I'm guessing those are probably cheaper. Uh, I have not. I had a couple bites. No, did, I don't know if I had a bite. I haven't thrown it a ton. They are Gen ones, Travis. Uh, they are Gen Ooh, one. Fancy. But I haven't thrown them a ton. Uh. So, who would like a set of wraps? Anybody? Me. We had a, a big turnout tonight. People that have stuck around, we're gonna give away a set of wraps. Those things are look pretty dang legit. Dan Dan did Dan that's Dan designed those. Like those are I don't those aren't like so. yeah, because I haven't seen that style by anyone else. So that must be I don't know if it's a not with that material. There are some that wrap like that, but they're made out of like that mesh nylon yeah and like can nylon. still catch like they're sewn on the edges right i probably maybe i will give away my old wraps so somebody that wants like hooks that catch in things and frustrate you then uh but it's got it's got your juju on it so it's got to you know it'll catch, it'll it'll help with your fish catching and give away the ones my mom made me wait your mom made you some yeah oh Oh, there we go. So hashtag wraps. I'll give away a set of these. I'm gonna save some for some members. Um, how many people do we have watching? It seems to be well over. They do have the, I, these are from my last order, but they do have these chartreuse 
Ned heads, which are pretty nice. The deadly Nedleys are a pretty good Ned head. Looks like a good, a good um, jigworm head too. I'm guessing. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, you know yeah. what I like on Arsenal? I was looking at their shop the other day. I love that um, contour, that black contour hoodie he's got is kind of dope. I want one of those. You know what I'm talking about? It's like all black hoodie, and it's got the contour waves around it, like uh, like a map. Looks pretty sweet. I kind of want that. I don't need another hoodie, but I have a good gazillion hoodies. Everybody needs hoodies. I know. I love hoodies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what's it called? The contour ops. So hoodie. there's the wraps. So I think I can actually. Should we try the search function for what the hoodie? It's right up here. I'll throw it in the chat. It's right on their main page. Oh, sorry. I have it. I just wasn't. Uh... See, that hoodie is dope. Like, that is cool. I want that. That looks sweet. No, 4XLs. I need an XL. Uh -oh. oh, a couple of double Xs. Four extra larges left. Oh, I better order one. That thing's pretty sweet, though. If I'm gonna buy a... more of a large, you're not that big. Well, hoodies are always tricky because you don't know if they're gonna fit like kind of loose or kind of slim. Like I, some hoodies are always tough. If you need a hoodie or bait wraps, you can use code Hellabass15. Save yourself a few bucks. Support me. Support Arsenal Fishing. Doing some cool stuff. I, I I can't prove that hitting the thumbs up will increase your eligibility, but I like the thought that it could. It definitely does. So everyone should hit it. It's math. It's math, dude. I have I still okay. So I bought uh, Arsenal one of the flex fit stretchy hats, you know, and mm -hmm. I've been wearing that hat for like two seasons now, and it is so like I've worn it in super hot nasty days, and it's still one of my favorite hats. Like I love my Arsenal hat, and that tech the the hooded. His hooded sweatshirts fit really nice too. The sun shirts. I have just that regular. Yeah, I mean, one. if you've noticed, all my that's pretty much what I wear in all my tournament videos is just the Arsenal sun shirt. So yeah, yeah they're. Uh, they fit nice. Should we check in? Checking yeah. in. Yeah, I would say the overwhelming response to my rap vertical video has been pretty positive. People are pretty excited about it overall. Yeah, only forty-seven video. entries for the rap so far. Oh, perhaps. Yeah, we didn't. This is interesting. We didn't talk about seven. I guess I didn't see. We, I didn't go through the oh, real. Yeah, we gotta talk about this bullshit. <laughs> so, so seven, which is first off, if you if you thought Trigon was a bad name for their rod line, this is an even worse name for their real line. So they're making a whole new brand. It's supposed to be seven with the Roman numeral seven in the name. V-I-I yep. -I is Roman numeral seven. First off, no one gives a shit about Roman numerals. Unless you're in the NFL, no one uses Roman numerals. So, like, why did they think Roman numerals are, are hip? Like, oh, yeah. And then also, when you add the double I's, people think it's pronounced Savine. Savine. Right. So you're just making confusion. Why don't just call it seven? Just say S-E-V-E-N. Just use the word or seven. Or why not just call it St. Croix Reels? Because I don't think they want to associate themselves with this because it's probably going to flop. <laughs> 
like I don't know if they want to dilute their brand by putting out subpar. See, here's to me, Rich. I think this is a combo play. I think this is that they want to have a reel and a casting and a spinning reel that they can slap onto the Triumph or the Mojos or their like lower priced rods and have combos. They're that not like cheap. Out. These are like 120, 180 reels. They're not really like 80, right. $100 combo reels. But yeah, but I'm saying I think you I won't be surprised if I see them being sold as packages with like their rods, like either on their website or on at Bass Pro. I think they're going to combo those things to me. If they're not going to combo those things and they're thinking people are actually going to go out and use these reels, they're batshit crazy. Um, people touched and played with their spinning reel at iCast and everybody says it's crap. Like people are like, what is this? I mean, is and uh, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't feel like rod companies need to be making. Back to my thing, like rod, just stick to the rods, man. Go deeper. Go for more market share of rods. Like, I don't know. I mean, what's funny to me is their pro staff have had to make cringy posts about how they're excited about the new reels. Like, I'm not gonna say who, but there's a couple. St. Croix pro because St. Croix has a ton of pro staff and there, I don't know if you know this, but St. Croix's like guide network is like 400 plus guides. Like there's so many guides throughout the world that are in the St. Croix's like guide program. And they all are like, a lot of them are like talking up. Oh, the, we, I got the new seven reels and they're really great for the price. Like they put these funny, like there's these qualifiers that if you read between the lines, it's like, they're cheap. And they're okay for being cheap. And they're really not that cheap, like you said. They're still over 100 bucks. Um, yeah, it's a bizarre branding move. It's a bizarre market to jump into when they have no history in that. I don't know what the F St. Croix is thinking when they came up with this. It's so bad, top to bottom. The reels look bad. The branding's bad. The price point's bad. The marketing around it's bad. All of it's bad. I mean, the difference is Shimano started making rods 20 years ago when there wasn't 40 rod companies. I don't know. like. But also, Shimano has their own manufacturing facilities. They make everything themselves, especially with reels and rods. So, like, my point is, St. Croix, this, these rods are coming from China, or these reels are coming from China or some Asian country. Like, no, they're not making these. They're, they're, they're cake decorating them. They're probably Korean. How many you got? 60? We're okay, hooks up for free. I'm going to send a live redirect to you. So uh, we'll uh, try to wrap up here in 10 minutes and people can just go over and, and hang out. So, is, there another, uh, is there a third stream? that We can go from Debo stream uh, to this stream. What's up? Oh. Oh, so as I say, we can, they can go from Debo stream to this stream to another stream, and they can just keep doing fishing. Yeah, stuff all just, night. I didn't. Uh, all right, let's just draw this quick here. Ding, 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 ding. They need a noise when you do this. I did not see the Bass Mafia jerkbait in topwater colors. Kyle Wright, congratulations, oh! Kyle. Congrats. Yeah, so Bass Mafia dropped a jerkbait that um, DC Dustin Connell is really pushing because he's like Mr. Forward-Facing Sonar jerkbait now. And now he's got his own jerkbait from Bass Mafia that they're selling. So it's like they're trying to like, are they trying to, because Guggen 
owns Bass Mafia, so they're trying to like separate because there's a lot of people that won't buy Guggen's, but they might buy Bass Mafia. I don't. Know. I had no idea. Bass Mafia is just jumping into baits, and they have they they announced a stick top water bait, like a walking bait, and they and a jerk bait at iCast to go along with the Zeldangerous Zeldany Chris whatever mag draft swim bait. So Kyle. Congrats, Kyle. Send me a message on Instagram or Facebook or contact at richlinger.com. Send me your address. I'll get those shipped out probably Monday. Someone goes, what's the next stream going to talk about? I can't handle another iCash show. I don't know. <laughs> Bravo, sir. That's funny. Yes. I'm so tired of it. I'm going to still, on my Instagram, I think tomorrow I'm going to do my iCast roast posts. I'm going to do that. I've been I've been waiting. I'm gonna I'm gonna unleash it tomorrow. Well, um, I don't. I think Dobbins is selling a few reels. I, I honestly, the Dobbins reel is okay for a hundred bucks. I'm not gonna tell you that it's the greatest. I mean, it, it can hang with a Fuego for a hundred bucks. It's it can hang. I mean, it's it hangs with an SLX. I'd say it probably casts further than my SLX, but it's a little harder to tune. I throw mm-hmm. my topwater popper on it. It's a fine reel, but I'm not gonna be like, oh my gosh, like. I well, also don't think that I, I mean, well, like I wasn't like said, so when Gary was like, we're coming out with reels. I wasn't like, these are the greatest reels in the world. Everybody should buy a hundred Dobbins reels. Like it's, it's, it's a decent hundred dollar reel. Well, like, okay. So you got Dobbins, Duckett, Ark, uh, Denali now has reels. St. Croix has reels. I mean, it went from like only a handful of real companies to now there's like, like they, there's like, like the rod companies that make reels, there's only what a small amount. And now there's like nine, you know what I mean? Like it just, it, it, the floodgates opened up on this in the last couple of years and now everybody's doing it. Try to coordinate this. Maybe I can uh big stone vlog. We can do the big stone video release and then I'll see if I can get AJ and or TK to join the after party. Oh, you guys could like talk about it as it's going or something like that. That could yeah. be kind of cool. Or we could do a live replay. Or watch, something like watch, watch party. party. Yeah, yeah. watch party is a good idea. That'd be kind of fun. You guys could tell stories uh, while you're watching. The it. real, the, the 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 real truth behind the trip. The members only. It's actually a pretty good idea. I think people would like that. Let's see. Just like a champion XP or X Pride. Uh, I've only used the XP. I think they're good rods for two hundred fifty bucks. I don't know that I, I know you fished X Prize, but I don't know if you spent much time with the the champion series well, of I, mean, I think I, it really would probably come down to model by model, honestly. Right. There's a lot of people that like both of those rods, and there's a lot of unique models in both of those lineups, and it probably would come down to personal preference and uh model yeah, by model. Of, I will say Dobbins wins in the warranty because going through warranty stuff with shimano is like takes a while um so like dobbin's probably gonna have better customer service and warranty than than talking to big conglomerate like shimano um so they're gonna win in the warranty department i mean obviously like fit and finish wise the x prides are run circles around the dobbin stuff because i mean the the new x prides are beautiful like they're so nice like if you're really worried about aesthetics and you just want something that looks amazing like the the x prides are really hard to beat for like 300 bucks but also Dobbins has way more models. Like there's a lot, like in the XP, like there's a lot of XPs, right? Like there's 
quite a few. Like it's a pretty expansive line at this point, right? So like if you're if you want just like a variety, you're probably gonna lean Dobbins. Um, although they've expanded the X Pride line with six more models, but who the frick knows when those things are gonna actually hit stores and be available because Shimano is extremely was right. Like if you if you break an X Pride, uh, who knows when you'll ever see a warranty replacement based on availability. Yeah, and you're gonna have to pay probably to have it replaced too. An X Pride, uh, I think, to replace an X Pride, if you have a whoops and break it, I think it's like a hundred to a hundred twenty bucks or something. I forgot what the replacement fee is. It's not way different for a Dobbins Champion by the time you yeah. pay shipping. Okay. So I don't know. I would say here's are you, the thing: are you gonna get the the, the Trigon and do a review. You've done uh, your fair share of St. Croix reviews in the past. You know what? Every time St. Croix releases a new rod, you know what I do? I wait till Thorn gets them all because they always get all the St. Croix stuff. So I wait. I go to Thorn. I look at all the rods. I check them out. I play with them. And if any of them perk my interest, I might buy one. to you. Yeah. So that's I, – I don't know. I'm going to wait. I will wait to see them. I'll wait to pass judgment until I actually touch them all. Thorn usually gets them all. If the one speaks to you, then you spend your Omnia credit and you buy it and you review it and then you sell it. I will say though, just from a content standpoint, like when you put out a video talking about something that's more budget friendly, it gets way more views. Like I did some stu- I like I, if I do a rod or if I do a video on a Tatula rod, it gets seven times more views than an NRX. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. for my channel, it would be smart for me to buy one and do some content about it. So it would it would not be a bad idea to review one at some point or something. So it's not it's it's within the realm of possibility. We'll see. But I gotta find a model where I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool. I want to try this. I'm not just gonna grab like a random seven foot medium heavy just the, to try. It. So the Shimano Kratos. So I uh, so I would not. I mean the Champion XP seven forty four. Oh, you said for a jig rod. I really mm. like the seven forty four as a jig rod. But what size? I've never touched the Corrado 7.2, but like the 740 is a jig special rod. It's a really good rod. Also, are we talking like just half ounce jigs? Because if half ounce jigs, you don't need a heavy. You can go with the. I I like to throw like a half and three quarter ounce grass jig on my XP 744. Right. Maybe that's what he's talking about. But I don't know. I haven't used any of the. Oh, I think the the Corrado's. I haven't used any of the Corrado, like the current generation Corrado rods. So I don't know. Uh, I think this is a question that doesn't really matter. No offense, South Jersey, but like St. Croix is always going to build stuff in Wisconsin. Like that's their thing. So like, I mean, but they do like, dude, but I think most people believe they're all made in Wisconsin, even though the lower ones are made in Mexico. Well, and they, they say right on the blank, people. though. Yeah, but I mean, you see all the people in your comments or your videos that make dumb accusations about like where rot. You know, they're like. I only I'll buy Berkeley because Berkeley's an American company. And it's like, oh well, do you not see all the main and China stickers all over you? I mean, like <laughs> I guess, you know. Um, I don't know. That's a I, I don't know. That's a question that I don't think really has an answer, to be honest. Uh, I use a 705 as my dock jig rod, but I have other rods that I use for non-dock skipping a lot. So you like um, a you like a heavier rod for dock skipping yeah i think the ultra quest is probably going to be a really good trolling motor 
I'm probably not going to get one this model year, but I will probably the second model year will get one. So the quest is a no brainer for a lot of reasons. Number one, because I, wa I watched their videos and everything. So it's brushless. So it's going to have less power. Like it's going to be more efficient. I think the big thing, though, is they added a lot more strength and rigidity into it because people are putting so much bullshit on their shafts now. Like, you know, the 360s or the independent mounts for the live scope. So, like, so much more weight is going onto the shaft than... And just the shock, like, the lift assist is more strong now. Because, like, right. I never thought my Ultrax was heavy, but now that I have a live scope and a 360 on it, it is a bear. And, yeah. and, and TK complained about that a lot like how heavy it was yeah yeah so my point is if you're going to put a bunch of crap on your trolling motor like it seems like a no-brainer especially you know you and i are getting old we like we need we need all the assistance we can get as for you know <laughs> as strong as we used to be but uh i don't know yeah i, yeah, I think it's sweet it's it, they had to do these upgrades like you know they were getting leapfrogged by the other brands so they needed the Justin you know, I would say the, the the 744 is probably at least a half power stronger than the 704 the four power that particular XP744 jig rod hits almost like a five power mm. so it there is a decent amount between those my, two rods my 750 I always get these wrong so my my XC 754 right that thing is like a legit, just straight medium heavy. Like, look at Chris being kind of semi positive about iCast. Oh, that's cute, Chris. I just, yeah, I just think, I just think this iCast is like kind of boring. Like, does it need to there be is a small niche South Jersey of people that will buy cash and that will buy St. Croix because they're made in the U.S. Yeah, and that's great. I think they should. You gotta, I mean, employing make making work for US workers is never a bad thing. I will say though that the cash in rods, I have I have you played with cash in at all? Probably not. Mm -hmm. I got a cash in icon, and my entire experience with it is eh. <laughs> like it's not bad, but it's not great. It's just kind of like eh. But they, but they do everything, they roll the blanks, they wrap them everything is done yeah. there's house. some good videos like i think john cruz and a couple other people have done some videos and you can kind of see like they they basically yeah they, they roll their own blanks there so it's legit yeah, yeah. it's for in a u.s made product if you want to back what's nice though is you have options like if you want to support a u.s company there's options you got loomis you got st croix you got cash in um, where, where you where you ha don't have a lot of options for good stuff is reels. Reels, <laughs> you have to go with the big badass Japanese companies <laughs> to get good stuff. Yeah, I know. Or there are probably a couple, but they're extremely expensive. I think there's some boutiques that do like high end salt reels that are U.S., but yeah, they're not cheap. That's the thing. It's like it's 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 the business model for making reels at scale does not tend to lean towards us. There is a, was, there's a company that's starting to try to make them out of Texas. They were at the classic. Right. I forget what they're called. They're yeah. like all machined aluminum. It's a very forgettable um, name, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I got, I got no, I, I want the U S brands to do well and make good stuff. I mean, Loomis is they're what but they're probably... the, yeah, it's Bates. It's Bates is the real, like Bates motel. Bates. What a weird name for a, a real company, Bates. Uh, 
casting rod for weightless Senko. I think like a, a three power and a link that you like would be a good option for that. I don't, dude, I can't even remember the last time I threw a weightless Senko on a casting rod. I used to I do it all the time. Rig, I, but not wacky rig, but I will occasionally. That's what I'm talking about. Like a, a weightless Senko Texas rigged on a casting rod. I used to do it all the time, and now I never do it. I just kind of stopped. I don't know why. It's so like if you really want to be into fishing, it's hard if you and you want to like to be like if you want to be like I'm only buying American made stuff. That's that's a tough road to hoe in the fishing industry. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Everything is based. Your graphs are China. Your a lot of stuff in your boat is from China. Your all your terminal, your lines from China. Like your the clothes you're wearing when you're going out fishing is from China. <laughs> like. And like, I don't know about this. I know nothing about six skill. Supposedly they have these bait casters that are made in America. Are they made in America or are they assembled? <laughs> right? Like you could probably literally be buying a hundred percent China components assembled in the U S I have no idea. I'm just saying like, yeah, Justin Cook said, yeah, like, Justin Cook said, punch. Are you a Dobbins guy too? I'm not an any brand guy. I just like my, if you look at my rod locker, it's like a hodgepodge of all sorts of stuff. I just kind of like, I go where the wind takes me. I'm not. I'm not uh, well, here's here's Paul. I would say this. So, like, nobody is. The whole thing about being accurate, medium. There's no standard for a medium or a medium heavy or a fast or like it's all made up, kind of loose guidelines. So yeah. I would say Dobbins is very true and accurate to their own labels. Right? They're very consistent. Like if you go. For the most part, their mediums to medium heavies to extra fast to moderate fast through their lines are very consistent. But if you're going off numbers, like if you're a Loomis guy and you say like, I like a four power, five power, I would say that uh, a Loomis is a half power heavier at least than most Dobbins. So like if you like a four power Loomis for application, you probably want a five power Dobbins, if that helps. That is absolutely 100% correct. A five power Loomis is pretty dang stiff oh no you're saying a four so four power loomis is definitely like a five power absolutely that 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 totally rings true because i have right. it's like you, does like cash and use fuji guides or they use a different guide on their rods uh i don't know i don't remember off the top of my head i'm sure up. some of their rods have fuji guides i don't know like good question i don't know their icon series is like their expensive one. So if anyone's using Fuji, it'd probably be stainless steel Fuji. I don't know. I have to look it up. Yeah, that's a good thing. Like some of the Dobbin stuff, they 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 let they do put a lot of like lure applications. Like when you pick up, like it'll say it's a jig rod, Carolina rig, you know, frog rig. Like they're a pretty good guide, uh, and they have pretty good descriptions on their website as well. Caden series jig rod, I would go 715 or 745 for a jig rod for the Caden series. Depending on what, what length you want, either a seven foot one or a seven foot four. Mega Bass came out with a new uh, jig rod called the FMJ. I'm sure there's probably a few people in chat that have purchased it. And I've been using that for half ounce jigs all year, and it is so good. Like, I am really, really a big fan of it. It's like. It's basically like, uh, I would say it's like equivalent to the Dobbins five power, but 
really, really, really nice. So anyway, point is, Mega Bass isn't great at making jig rods, and they finally made a good one. Like, it took them a while, but they finally have, like, a really nice, good, legit... We like, should do a video rod. on the Shields Outfitters 1 Series. That'd probably get a ton of views. Shields. Shields has house brand rods. I'm assuming... I guess they do. I I don't live by a Shields. All the Shields are, you know, Eden Prairie or St. Cloud. Like, I don't have one close, so I never go to one. Like, it's a long drive to go to a Shields for me. Yeah, that's probably the thing. Is like, so where do you think they get the graphite for rolling those Cashin and St. Croix rods? I know, right? Yeah, I know, right? There's there's U.S. people rolling them and making them, but the materials and the components are not made in the U.S. There's, yeah, no. Is this a thing? They do. The, the, so the old NRXs, so the original, not the pluses, the old mm -hmm. ones did tend to scrape and get show wear. It never affected how they performed, but they did get like patinaed uh, if you use them a lot. Uh, so, yeah, but the new NRX pluses, I have not had any of that happening so far on the ones I have. But also they have they've only been out for what two years. So, um, oh, gosh, St. Croix stuff is so soft. You and and it's different between the lines. So that is a that I have. Slippery slope. I, I'm not, I'm not yeah. fishing St. Croix because I don't really, can't really. So St. Croix are typically slower actions. They're kind of squishy. Um, so I would say. They're heavy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're, well, they're, yeah, some of them are. Uh, but the, the problem with St. Croix is like weight wise, when you put them on a scale, they're not that heavy. It's just a lot of them feel heavy because their balance sucks in a lot of different models. So they feel heavier than they actually are when you put them on a scale which is not a good sign. And they still which, haven't gotten good at that. I think Dobbins are the opposite. They're, they, you put them oh. on a scale. They yeah. don't, they're, they're not going to, when you put them on a scale, you're not gonna be like, Oh my gosh, it's super light, but they fish light in hand because of the balance. Oh, yeah. Usually oh, I will, I will hundred percent agree with that like my ecstasy. So there's a funny thing. I'm going to make a video on when I do the XC review, I'm going to put it up against an NRX 894, which is the seven, five, like Mount Rushmore jig rod that everyone loves from, nrx when you put it next to the when you literally put it right next to the ecstasy the handle length on the nrx and the ecstasy are the exact same like from grip to butt same but but what's funny is when you hold them the nrx is insanely tip heavy in comparison to the exact same length uh dobbins and and it it's like you got to put a heavy ass reel on the NRX to balance it out where you can kind of put any dang reel you want on the Dobbins and it feels fine. So like, it is funny, like, <laughs> you know, for the price point, they are really, really well balanced and it's actually makes them more fun to fish than, than an NRX length equivalent. Like I have not touched my NRX 894 in a while because I have other rods I like better, including the ecstasy. It's collecting dust. So yeah, Dobbins, very good at balancing. That's they, they, they know what they're doing there. Cool. Well, I got some, uh, I got the note from uh, our winner. I saw it pop up. I'll send them some swim jigs and some bait wraps. I'll, I'll do them. I need to get a member stream on here and give some members some of this stuff here in the near future. <laughs> gotta get my i have a tournament tomorrow and saturday on the river wait who's what tomorrow on a friday a tournament it's friday saturday it's a two-day oh okay 
Got it. Got it. It's the Bass Nation State Tournament. Oh, it's the state tournament. The Bass Federation State Tournament. How many people are in it? It's not a huge tournament. (laughs) Oh yeah. Boats are down this year, but we're fishing uh, uh, pools two, three, and four, and the Saint Croix. We're taking out a Hastings. Oh, so it's still in your wheelhouse. It is not the most fruitful sections of the river that I've ever seen. Really? Have you been practicing? A, a little bit, but I'm not super excited. We'll see. Catchway release. How's the weather looking? It looks like beautiful weather. It should be a beautiful weekend. So Nice. I'm going to hopefully... I'll go ahead. He's fishing. MD Bass State. Oh, wait. MD Bass State, Turney. Texas. I think TX is Turney in this case. Maryland Bass State Tournament. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Uh, a Gator, they're both good. So you can either get a Fury or a Champion in a 735, or you can get a Caden or a Champion Extreme 745. They're both very good jig rods. So it would just matter to be a price point deal. Very nice. But, uh, I'm trying to like... Came in late. I think we had some fun tonight. Catch the replay on the Punch channel, the Hellabass channel. Search Hellabass on your favorite podcast app. Follow uh, on Instagram. And uh yeah. Do you got any you got any content coming out, Punch? You gonna actually do some videos or what's going on? Yeah, I'm gonna record one tomorrow on the um I so you know what I haven't done that I keep like is in the back of my brain is I haven't done my like big rod arsenal video yet. I usually do it in the spring and I kind of just completely brushed it off. And I need to do that because it is one of the most viewed videos that I ever make every year. And me not doing it is really dumb. Like, you know what I mean? Like it generates a lot of views and a lot of like affiliate traffic. So I have to just bite the bullet and do that stupid thing. So I'm gonna try. Yeah, and I was gonna do. I was gonna do my multi-part series, and I never got around to it. Now I'll probably just wait till it gets cold. Uh, but I want to do it. Just get it out of the way. So I might film that this weekend if I'm bored. But I also am gonna do a review video on the the new Daiwa Tatula um, Elite rod that I have. That's why I wanted to get a clip tonight to add to that. So if I got, I'm gonna look at my clip, and if it's good, I'm gonna go make that tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, I got a couple things. I've, my list of stuff I want to make is long. I just am kind of like, we bought a new camper. That was a whole multi-week ordeal. And like, it's the thing is like, uh, it's summer a lot of- in Minnesota, and you want to fish when the water's open. Well, yeah, I mean, not just that, but like, it's there's other stuff too, right? It's like, you know, you, summer, you don't want to waste it. Like, you know, go on vacations and do stuff with the kids and like get fishing in as much. Like, yeah, you, the time is short. Got to make make use of it. I agree there, but no excuse. I I, I got stuff. I, and I got to do my Dobbins ecstasy review video. That's, that's one I've been waiting to do for a while. I, Cause I've had this stupid rod for over a year and I've been using it a lot. Like I, sh- I just got to rip off a video for it. There you go. All right. Well, I think the auto trigger should send some of you to uh hook sets are free for Tyler. If you're, if you're not done tonight, I got to go throw a couple things in the boat, throw some of these new Arsenal swim jigs in the boat. Time on tomorrow. Maybe I'll do like a members live stream kind of recapping. So are you, we'll see. are you not partnered with Super K anymore? Or are you just doing? Uh, I mean, no, I mean, you can still use my code there. So there's no like, 
I mean, there, I would say this is more of a fluorocarbon swim jig, and uh, the Super K's got a stauncher hook, more of a, a braid or heavy cover. They're a little bit different style swim jigs. But, and I've Super K, one... you can get un, unlimited customizable skirts and things like that. So, I mean, like, they're, I mean, not, I mean, I've, I've had this one Super K jig that I tied on in the spring on my like swim jig rod, and I have yet to lose it. I've retied it a few times and it's gotten many, many bites and I'm just leaving the damn thing on there. It's perch and the color. Skirt's getting, the more the ragged the skirt gets, the more fish it catches. Oh yeah. No, it's a lucky jig. Like I just, I, I, I'm going to beat the brakes off this thing all year and see if I can make it to That's the end. That's the nice thing about those hand tied skirts is they just literally, they last forever. Yeah. I have, I have this one super K. I think it's, no, it's not a perch color. It's the, um, whatever that river gill or river gill. It's that color, and then I just changed the trailer. But sometimes it's a paddle tail, sometimes it's a craw, it's a quarter ounce, mm -hmm. which is like my favorite swim jig size. But yeah, I got I got one that's been the trooper for me all year so far, and it's still hanging around. It hasn't been piped shorter yet. skirts are shorter skirts are good too, Gators. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't it funny? Like I bought I bought a whole bunch of Super K jigs. I probably have like seven or eight of them. I tied one on. I'm still using it. I'm going to see how long I can go without getting piked. The, the pike will be the death of it for sure. Oh, I lost a bunch of tunks in the night. Uh, within within about six casts, I lost two Texas rigs tonight with nice Gami sure. ring hooks and, and, and tungsten sinkers. I was like, oh, it's going to be Probably one of Probably JDM ones. plastics too. No, I was using, you know what bait I was using? You know this one well. I was throwing Chunky D's tonight on a... yeah. This I like it more as a, I mean, I have flipped it, but I like it as a jig trailer best. Well, I would, I was, I wanted to downsize a little bit because this lake has really small forage. It's not, it's kind uh -huh. of a stunted lake. So I was like, oh, I'm going to throw the chunky D around and it didn't really get bit. So maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> I, I got, I got no, no action other than Pike ripping, ripping my uh, rig away. Absolutely. All right. I got to get wrapped up here. Thanks for coming All on, right. Brian. Yeah, Good thank luck. you. And uh, as always, here to help you guys catch more big bass and suck less. Peace. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less. <laughs>